Hello, everyone, and welcome back to To Heaven to Roll. You are listening to Session 12, Dance of Decadence. I am Rain Zero, joined once again by my lovely wife, Daft Prodigy. We're off to mingle with high society this week, but before we do, I just wanted to give a few shout-outs. There are a ton of great sound sets at play here, all of which are produced by Sirenscape. We love being able to use them and encourage everyone to check them out if you need music for your own tabletop games. We are borrowing a bit this week from another Pathfinder campaign's unique sound set, that being Strange Eons. We are using a few single-purpose-built sound sets for some other environments. We are also featuring some additional music from Philips Tabletop Music Bazaar. We honestly couldn't ask for a more appropriate song for this week's session, and I anticipate you'll be hearing a lot more of it in the future. We'll have more info on that at the end of the show. But enough talking about how great this show is. And it is great. Let's get right into the machinations and politicking of Corvosa's upper crust in Curse of the Crimson Throne. together yeah 12 games of this uh, are you tired of me yet no oh, i could okay. never be tired of oh. you beautiful husband oh hello beautiful wife hello beautiful husband welcome back to curse of the crimson throne curse of the crimson throne uh when we last left our heroes what the fuck were they doing oh my goodness so many things um let's start at the beginning and work our way forward. So waking up in the morning, Damien had a terrible hangover, rushed into the bathroom, barfing. Uh, Unia showed up and uh, they cast remove sickness on him and he got some water, uh, thereby both temporarily and more uh, permanently curing his hangover. Uh, and then <laughs> Damien and Unia talked about Damien's uh, non-consensual use of color spray to fight the rats the night before, which Unia was understandably pretty upset about. Siren got up, um, or Ophelia in her siren costume, woke up, realized she was on the floor in a bedroll, um, figured she had to get out before people were like, oh, where's Ophelia? Um, and uh, barged her way into the bathroom as Damien was leaving and jumped out the window failing her acrobatics check miserably, breaking her ankle upon hitting the Ouch. ground. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> it was bad, man. It was bad. We then got a knock at the door. There was a guard telling us that um, overnight, somebody had beaten up Baldrago and Corallo, the two members of the Cowhammer Boys, who we were going to go seek out in the Bridgefront Shingles today, or, or that day, Um that somebody had found the two of them, beaten them up, tied them mm. up, and dropped them in front of Citadel Volshynik in the morning. <laughs> and in the so wee now, hours of the yeah, morning. Yeah, in the wee hours of the morning. So now they are in custody. And we were like, okay, I guess that changes our plans for the day. Mm -hmm. And we went to Citadel Volshynik to talk to Cresta Croft. Uh, and upon entering Cresta's office, 
met an individual named Vencarlo Orosini, mm-hmm. a very suave, somewhat older gentleman with uh, a lot of money and a lot of style and a lot of gentlemanliness, <laughs> uh, who runs a fencing academy in yep. Old Corvosa. The Orosini Academy. And... He and Cressida are very good friends. Uh, he was quite pleased to see us, stood up to offer his seat, uh, and um, gave Lenore and Ophelia gentlemanly kisses on the hand, um, which was very flattering to both of them. And, um, you know, sort of explained uh, what he did and then had some conversation with Damien about the um, pros and cons of democracy. And Damien acted like he knew what he what Vent Carlo was talking about. Uh, and then we got invited to the Academy later. And so we figured we would do that. Um, but first we talked to Cresta about what we were going to have to do later in the day. And she told us that there was a guy named, uh, he was a, uh, the Chelish ambassador. Um, yeah. Darvane Gios Ampre. The Chelish ambassador, Darvain Geos Ampre, mm-hmm. was looking to convince Cheliacs to cease trading with Corvosa <laughs> during its time of turmoil, mm. such that Corvosa's economy would tank, people would have to sell a bunch of land, and then he could buy it up at bargain basement prices. Yay! And Cresta was like, okay, this sucks, though. Um, can you find something to blackmail him with? I know this is not above board. This is all below board, but you're not working. You're not part of the guard. So you can do this potentially. Can you go? Yeah. So um, Dervain Giusampre spends a lot of time at Eel's End, which is the Corvosan area of vice, sort of the Red Lantern, <laughs> Red Lantern District, Red yeah. Light District, um, but also has, you know, drug parlors and... Well, a uh, lot of that is pretty common around Old Corvosa, actually. Yeah. Um, but Eel's End is sort of uh, special in that it kind of has a little bit extra autonomy, and so there's yeah. some stuff that you can do there that you can't do other Everybody places. Everybody there pays their vice taxes. No, it's, it's, like, it's like the gambling halls uh, on riverboats in uh, like... What is it like Louisiana, Mississippi, stuff like that? Ah, uh, yeah. I wouldn't know about those. Oh yeah, they have like so in places in some places they have like these riverboats that have uh, their own gambling on them that oh. is not necessarily regulated by the state. Oh, uh, because uh, maritime law and all kinds of other shit. <laughs> so that's sort of what Eels End is kind of like. Okay, okay, yeah, because it's on the docks. Also, it's very much a thing I've read. Don't know how accurate this is. <laughs> yeah, so that's I know a- that at least it was like this at some point. So uh, we went to Eel's End to uh-huh. talk to um, the guy known as the King of Spiders, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, local um, sort of uh, minor crime boss, yep. uh, succeeded our way through some difficult diplomacy checks and didn't have to fight anyone. Mm-hmm. Made our way in to talk to him. Yeah, you just fucking walked right in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, thank you, uh, Party Face. Ophelia slash Siren. It was a tough diplomacy check, too. Yeah, DC yeah, 29 diplomacy check. Yeah. And so then you got the blackmail yep. material. I got the blackmail material for Darvain Geosampre, uh-huh. uh, brought it back to Cressida. Cressida was like, wow, we're really proud of you. Um, oh, we totally missed the part where we went to, before we did that, we went to Vencarlo Orsini's Academy. Um, 
And yeah, so we uh, diplomacied our way through the meeting with the crime lord, took, a, took the stuff back to Cresta, and she's like, wow, I'm really proud of you. Um, <laughs> on the way there, um, we checked out a place that sells Shiver. Um, Lenore got a really bad contact high, uh, and we went and got a... A uh, potion of lesser restoblasty, lesser restoration uh, from, from Heads Tales. From Heads Tales. Uh, and, and yeah, that's pretty much what that's you did. Yep. Um, that's what now you did on Glee. Yeah, and now and now we're looking to a week long break or so while everybody yeah. um, sort of gets their affairs mm-hmm. in order, and we wait for more leads, yeah. uh, and we sort of just you know look around and try to find ways to help Corvosa. So um, a few things. Uh, that would have happened during this time. Uh, you got your weapons enchanted. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Ophelia and Lenore both got their main melee weapons enchanted. So Lenore now has a plus one silver sheen, sh- silver sheen faux shard. Yeah. And Ophelia now has a plus one dueling we sword. Already, we already marked down the price of this. Uh, however, one of the things that we've talked about uh, with a little bit of backstory going on here uh, that we could potentially take advantage of uh, and potentially reduce your costs um, is... We've been talking about Lenore and Lenore's job, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that one of the potentials is that she's working as a blacksmith. Yes. And her husband also worked as a blacksmith. Yes. Uh, and they worked together, but mm-hmm. they didn't own their forge. And so we were sort of like talking about ways that that would work. And one of the ideas was that perhaps they work for an enchanter who needs blacksmiths in their employment. So to that make, they can make things. So they can the make enchanter things to enchant. enchant. Yeah. Yes. Um, so if you are interested... We could do a little brief thing where you talk to your employer about yes. getting a discount. Yes, please. Um, get a little bit into the backstory stuff yeah. going on here. Yeah. So. Let's do that. At some time during the week hiatus, you would find yourself going back to work. And do yeah. we have a name for your uh, employer? Oh, I... I hadn't thought of one, actually. Hmm. Um. That, it's like an elven woman? Yeah. I believe? Yeah. So I did come up with a, um, an archetype that oh. I wanted her to be. Um, okay. It is a Magus archetype called the Soul Forger. Ooh. Um, right. where, you, uh, so you have, you are a magus, you have a weapon as an arcane bond item, as the wizard does, and you add your magus class level on craft checks to manufacture armors, shields, and weapons. This bonus applies on skill checks required when using craft magic arms and armor. Damn. Um, at seventh level, a soul forger uses one-tenth the GP value of armor, shields, and weapons to determine how much time it takes to craft mundane items. And That's it requires, insane. And it requires only half the normal amount of time to enchant magical arms and armor. Oh my gosh. So that's that's like amazing. Yeah, she, she can do this in a, she can knock this out in a day. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, and she okay. can do it for cheaper than anybody else. All right, so do we have a name? Oh, um, do we have the shape of a name? Yes, hold on. So, Elven woman. Hold on, I have some. I have some names in a list. How about Miran? M I R A N. Miran, what what level Vegas would you say that she probably is? Um, well, if she's got her, well, um, level seven is a really nice um level where you get significantly better crafting. Third level spells too. Yeah, so I imagine that's probably about it. Maybe a couple levels of expert uh, if you need more 
<laughs> um, but I feel like, you know, yeah. that's, that's that the level where it really starts cooking as a crafting uh, right. archetype. So I think that's probably that. So I mentioned, so you were working at a forge called Miran's Miracles. Yes. Uh, it's up uh, it's up in Northgate near the Bank of Abadar. Mm-hmm. Uh, you work there with a bunch of other blacksmiths, mm-hmm. uh, all employed by Moran uh, to, you know, she can enchant things very quickly. So she likes to have a steady supply of things to enchant. Mm-hmm. Uh, and making things with craft takes a lot longer than than enchanting things, actually. Yeah. So, I imagine that. Over the, uh, you know, 200 years or so she's been alive, she built this place up from when Corvosa was basically just starting to be a town. Yeah. Um, and um, started out doing her own smithing. She would have been then, around. Yeah, she would have been around when Corvosa was smaller. Uh, it would have. Yeah. I think. Corvosa is not so young that it's. Yeah. Corvosa is at least. If she's not an old, old elf, she would have been around uh, maybe. Maybe predating the monarchy, but I don't know particularly. Yeah, probably not. She probably came probably here from. Old, uh, pro- yeah, probably came up here from. Um, um what's the place? Kyanen. Um, there is at- actually uh, a uh, group of elves uh, near here where she could be from. Oh, okay. It is the Mirani Forest. <laughs> That I did not do on purpose. <laughs> um, uh, the it's M I E R A N I. Ah, Mirani Forest. Yeah. Um, but this is like you know it's very much like wood elves. Uh, so if she was wanted to be a blacksmith, can't really do that there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, a lot um, of druids. A lot of druids. So she wanted to work with metal, so she came to the city. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think middle aged. Uh. Middle-aged. Middle-aged. Yeah. Um, not, not the adventuring sort. Yeah. No. But, you know, has picked up um, seven Magus levels through yeah, intense sure. work and study over the course of sure. her life. Um, and, you know, I imagine started this um, with herself and maybe like one other person. Um, yeah. Working at, you know, working yeah. as a smith and then enchanting her own weapons and eventually bringing on people to apprentice under her to learn how to enchant or to learn how to smith. Yeah, it's or probably both. like one or two third level wizards working there, too. Yeah. Yeah. Right, well, anyway, you find yourself probably on one of these days. We won't nail down which one it is coming in with a request. Um. So, yeah, I think the it'll s- the sound of hammers hitting metal rings down the street. Maybe a Verician song of some sort, mm. just to keep tempo mm-hmm. between all of the smiths while they work. Mm-hmm. So I imagine this is probably just um, Lenore and uh, Siren. Mm-hmm. Unia stayed at the house to take care of Kester, yeah. uh, and maybe Damien managed to uh, go and uh, go to Thumanexis, or he's studying, sure. or something like that. Um, yeah, because he's still he's still student. <laughs> he's like, oh no, I haven't worked on my papers at all. Oh my goodness, uh, <laughs> get a little bit of uh, progress on that on that uh, what dissertation? What's he yeah, working on? He's working on his master's thesis. Master's thesis. Oh my goodness, uh, bless him. Uh, he's yeah, he's, he's working on a master's thesis and uh, using uh, on using the Harrow deck in spellcasting. Oh. <laughs> I'm very proud of him. Uh, he's he's using his adventuring as time to do empirical research. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's probably just uh, Siren and Lenore going to 
uh, Lenore's workplace. Mm-hmm. Lenore looks a bit nervous. Uh, Siren is, you know, a rather the rather perceptive sort. Mm-hmm. Um, leans over to her like, "Hey, what's what's wrong? Are you okay? You're you're like sweating a little bit. Are you are you are you nervous?" <laughs> um, Eleanor's like, "Yeah, you know, it's it's just weird. I I haven't been back since since everything, you know, mm. um, since Edgar, um." Yeah, I, I, I took a leave, um, and I haven't really talked to anyone here since then. You know, like, it's been mostly adventuring and talking to the guard people and going home. And I, I'm worried that they're just going to stare at me and pity me and I, I don't want I just I just want to go in get our weapons enchanted like we can just drop them off there and then we can walk back out we don't have to talk to anyone we don't have to see anything like it's just it'll probably be better mm. that way and Siren's like wait wait hold on hold on hold on this is the place where you work this place has been important to you for a really long time I would I would be disappointed if we didn't go in and see what it was like and, you know, say hi to the people you're friends with. And, you know, I promise, I promise I'm not trying to get dirt on you. I just... <laughs> well, I wasn't thinking you were until you said that just now. <laughs> yeah. Lenore's <laughs> like, oh, well, that makes me feel better now that you said that explicitly. Uh, <laughs> and, and Siren is like, oh, no, 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 it's... <sighs> Look... I want to be friends. I want us to do friend things together, like talk to people who you know and you like, and not just like go out and kill things together. Like, you all spend so much random friend time with Ophelia, and I get mostly fighting time. And as much as I like fighting time with all of you, <laughs> I would really like to have some friend time too. Aww. Aww. And, uh, Listen out on the social identity stuff. Lenore, Lenore is, uh, uh, her face moves from being, uh, you know, sort of suspicious and drawn to softening a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, as it, it, she is reminded that, uh, Siren is young and lonely and has a lot going on. Yeah. And that she hasn't had a lot of time to, uh, hang out with her in a, in a social way. Yeah. Um, uh, Lenora okay. remarks, you know, that might be easier if you'd ever, like, take off your mask. Uh, <laughs> so Siren goes, oh, <laughs> sorry, it's, um, it's, a, it's a whole thing. I, I really would rather keep it on. Uh, so, you are at the door. Um, the sound of hammering is ringing along with the sound of songs. So, do we just knock? Do we just go in? Uh, you would actually be knock? using probably, like, a back entrance. Like, probably the front would be, like, the magic shop. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. So then, do we just go in? Do we knock? Is it locked? What's going on? Uh, Lenore just opens the door <laughs> and walks in. You open the door and immediately you watch as first one person, then another stop and look at you. And there's just this look through the room of all of these people um, kind of shocked that you're there. And you can see it in their eyes that 
They don't know what to say. You get that they're probably kind of glad that you're there, but also, you know, sad. Because while you were gone, you know, this the death of uh, Edgar was probably... You know, while it's... These people were all friends with Edgar. You know, it's it's a little bit distant when nobody is there really talking about it. Hey, everyone. Uh... Look, if we don't hit target today, Moran is going to yell at us, so you'd better get back to work. Uh, y- y- yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it's... Where, hi, where is she? High, high demand right now. Yeah. Uh, we got a, we got a big workload. Um, yeah. She's, uh, she's in her office. Okay. Um, uh, is, is it open right now? Yeah, um, you got uh, some enchanting she, she should be to good. get done. All oh, right. oh, you have work? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, uh, are the enchanters busy? Uh, or... Can Miran work on this one? Um, Jordy, uh, Jordy's gone. Oh, Jordy, uh, Jordy the Forge? Jordy the Forge. <laughs> <laughs> no, jo- no, Jordy, Jordy's out. Uh, no, Jordy the Enchanter. <laughs> Jordy the Forge, he, uh, he only lasted like a day. <laughs> like I sucked. <laughs> Kept yelling about a containment breach and then spilled metal everywhere. He warped some kind of core or something like that. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. No, 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 uh, no, Jordy, uh, well, we haven't heard from him, but, uh, we think he's home, uh, but, uh, you know, a few of the others, they're, they're, they're still around, um, they've been kind of staying home most days, you know, they can do a lot of this work remotely, just take something home and chant it at home, uh, yeah, 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 and, you know, a lot of people trying to not be on the streets right now, yeah, I get that, um, but, uh, no, uh, Miran's here, okay, and, uh, she's in her office, you know, trying to, Basically, keep the place afloat while, uh, yeah, you know, it's kind of a double edged sword. Uh, yeah, yeah, guy, 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 guy just says, like, uh, holding up a sword. Yeah. Aren't, aren't most swords double edged? I mean, mine isn't. A, a single edged uh, sword is more rare. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, Ophelia holds up, uh, or Siren holds up her dueling sword. This one only has one edge. Oh, that's nice. That's mm. that's good. Thank you. Uh, yeah, well, I'm looking to get it enchanted here. He goes, yeah, you, you could probably go talk to her. Uh, honestly, she'll probably be happy to see you again. Uh, you know, yeah. we've, we've all been working uh, doubles. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Trying to keep up. I've uh, mostly been staying at home. Yeah. You know? no, no, we we get it. Yeah. Hey. And uh, um, it's good to see you again. Yeah. Good to see you, too. How you holding up? Yeah. You know, finding things to do with my time finding okay. reasons to keep being here all right well uh i'll see you see ya yeah uh, uh, all right all right folks let's get back to work we got uh we got three more hours of daylight and you you see like everybody kind of quickly like ah uh, bang bang no songs but yeah. they go back to their hammering uh, a little bit out of tempo at this point. As there, as as Siren and Ophelia, or as Siren and Lenore walk into the office, Lenore is sort of staring at her feet. Oh, sweet Sean, I'm such an ass. <laughs> Wait, why? What's what's going on? Do you see how hard they're working out there? They are all busting their butts. And what have I been doing? I've been running around like some teenager thinking that she can make a difference if she just puts her sword in the right place and says the right things to the right people. (sighs) I should have just come back to work. 
everybody here misses me and everybody here is struggling because they've lost not one, but two Smiths. Oh, this was stupid. I should just, you three should just continue on without me. You know, maybe you can get Ophelia in and teach her how to stab things. <sighs> you know, I think that what you're doing, you know, helping the city with its crime and finding ways to keep people from making this place worse when they have the opportunity, I think that helps too. You know, working here, you'd be putting a lot more weapons out on the streets to people who want them, and you'd be making a lot of money for the company, but you wouldn't be doing, you know, what... Well, what makes you happy? What are you talking about? Smithing makes me happy. I've been smithing for like 15 years. I started smithing as an apprentice when I was just a kid, and then I met Edgar and we smithed together for... for not long enough. And... Every day, I want to go back to what I lost. What do you mean? That adventuring is what makes me happy. I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to overstep. What I... what I meant was... Ophelia told me what you were like when you first met, when you were all together in Zalara's house, talking about the cards you'd gotten. She said that, you know, you looked like you had just bathed and come there as soon as you could, and that, you know, that you looked deeply tired and defeated and lost. And I know that when I met you, when we met on the road to the old fishery, that you didn't seem quite so lost. And then when you talked to me that night about going to protect Ophelia and all of the things that you've done since, it seems like it, even if smithing is what made you happy before, that life is just full of sadness for you. And the what we're doing now, all of us together, it seems to, you know, mm. be giving you a reason to stay here, like you said. And I don't know, maybe at some point you can stop doing the adventuring thing and get back here, but if you just come back and smith here, is it really going to be you, or is it just going to be somebody you're pretending to be? Mm. Wow. And Lenora's, um... Ugh. That's a lot to think about. Um, good points raised. Um, maybe abandoning everything and coming back here right now is too hard a course correction, and it'll just screw everything up. Anyway, we've been standing in front of Moran's office door for long enough now, we should probably <laughs> knock and go in. Yep. <laughs> have one of those like sort of frosted glass windows. Um, you just hear a 
Somebody out there? Hey, hey, Moran. Uh, it's Lenore. Lenore. Oh, uh, please come in. Come in. Come in. All right. Oh. Yeah. Hi. Oh. Hi. This is my friend Siren. Oh. Hi. Nice to meet you. Hello. Oh. Lenore, it's been so long. Yeah. I was. I wanted to have somebody go by, check in on you, just to make sure everything was okay. If it's there's okay. Anything I've, to... I've had. I've, I've had people checking in on me. Siren yeah. is one of those people. Look, I, I have to thank you. Uh, like. I don't know. I don't know how you did it, but the the, the contract you got us it's 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 really helping. And I you know I I wanted to come and thank you, but I didn't know if it would be appropriate. Oh, you um, know, it's it's okay. It's not a big deal. Um, we're referring to Lenore having the guards ask them to make weapons, right? Uh, yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, she goes. Yeah. Um, we've we've got a we've got an order. Long swords. They want to outfit an entire elite group. Oh my goodness. With uh, enchanted log swords. Wow. I've got a I've got an order on my desk right now uh, for uh, at least fifty enchanted long swords. That plus is, one long swords. That is incredible. Yeah, we're as you can see, we're going to be working through the month. Wow. Uh, it's going to uh, be. Uh, gosh. Yeah. I. Um, I have to thank you. That's. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm sorry. I haven't been back to work. Look, it's look. Look. It's with. With a deal like this, honestly, I should be making you a manager. Like, oh, um, oh, oh, no, you don't. No, 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 I no. can barely manage no, a desk. No, 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 look, look, Lenore, take as much time as you need. It's, it's fine. It's okay. fine. Um, I actually... You've more than made up for your pay. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. In fact, um, I think I owe you. What? No, actually. no, you don't, yeah, you uh, don't. Please, Lenore. Oh, all right. Wait. <laughs> this is a this is an order for fifty plus one long swords. That's hundred thousand gold. Wow, that is that is so much. Look, um, I I want to open another office. Um, one of the, they also want bows, and uh, I don't have a Fletcher. Uh, oh my goodness! And so um, um, if, I'm thinking if, about opening another office. Oh wow! Uh, and so I would love to give you a bonus, but I can't right now. Um, once oh. I get that locked up. Sorry, what what did you? What, what what brought you in? Uh, uh, sorry, I'm just uh, a little overwhelmed by the thanks. Um, <clears throat> um, I actually came in because uh, Siren and I have some a uh, couple of weapons that need enchanting. Oh. Uh, if you're available. Yeah. Um, uh, that's the least I could do. Oh. Um, what do you what do you need? Uh, well, uh, Lenore pulls out her silver sheen Fauchard and oh. uh, Siren unsheaths her dueling sword. Uh, we've got these. This one needs to be masterworked Ooh. as well. Mm. It's kind of old. Hey, we might I mean, need to, it is. <laughs> I'll be honest. We might need to replace this. Oh. She sort of like looks at it like, ooh. What did oh. you do? Drag this thing out of the ocean? Mm, you know, it, it, it's like a. Uh, what it's, is this weathering? Oh my it's gods. old. Um, you know. How about this, honey? I'll make you a new one. Okay. Okay. Now, we are working on a bit of a margin, so I can't quite do it. Uh, you know, resources have been kind of tough to come by. So, um, if you have the money, that would be really good. Yeah, we have um, the money. But, I'll tell you what. Um, I can give you a discount. Oh. Um, I am going to give it to you at, uh, not at cost, because, you know. Yeah, you gotta make some money. Still running a business here. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I'm gonna knock off 25% for you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thank you. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Hey, it's the least I can do. Thank you. <laughs> I... I don't know what to say. Just... Keep doing what you're doing, Lenore. You're... Get better, you know. Get get through it. Okay? Alright, alright. I'll do that. Um, when do you think you'll be able to get these done? We can come Let's back see. and get them. Um, I can craft in a, a tenth of the time. Right? Yeah. Okay. So um, she goes, oh, you know what? I'll, I'll get started on these right away. Um, the dueling sword, I'm going to need to get something made or I'll go around looking for one. Um, you know, uh, probably have, um, have uh, one of the guys work on a new one. And we'll, uh, we'll get you the dueling sword in the next couple days. I'll let you keep this one for now. All right. Um, I haven't done a dueling sword recently. Yeah, they're uh, they're not super common, at least from what yeah. I've heard. Might need to uh, look up a little bit on the uh, weapons manuals. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, thanks. Yeah, I'll I'll get started on it. Um, Lenore, yours should be ready by tomorrow. That's wow. Like I, I know like from experience that you're a fast worker, but like being on the customer end is like <laughs> the most amazing well, thing. That's why people choose. Moran's Miracles. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Of course. Um, hey, if I find a nice bottle of wine somewhere, I'll send it your way. <laughs> uh, and she just goes, thank you, Lenore. Um, thank you. Again, um, your check's in the mail. <laughs> um, <laughs> if anybody's still around to deliver mail. Look, if, if, if you don't get it, let me know. And, All right. um, and uh, I'll... Write you a new one. I think uh, I'll be okay on the mortgage this month. The first payment from uh, the castle is coming uh, end of this week, I believe. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Well, yeah, I mean, wow. Like, it's it's nice to see good things happening to somebody. I heard you met the queen? Yeah. She was <laughs> nice. Uh, like, I, I know, I know. I heard he met her all, at I heard, her throne. I've heard all the stories too. Like, yeah. believe me, when she said she loved Corvosa, I almost started laughing. But like, <laughs> she said that. Yeah, yeah. She said she oh loves Corvosa, and but I don't know. I feel like if you know, it could be worse. At least we don't have some random celebrity on the throne. <laughs> She's got experience. Uh, yeah, she's a kid though. Like, yeah, she's a darn sharp one. Uh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll have this ready for you tomorrow, Lenore. All right. It's good seeing you. It's good seeing you, too. Um, sort of reaches out to clasp her hand. She grabs, grabs your hand. Just squeezes it. Mm. I'll be back you. tomorrow. Okay. All right. See you later, Lenore. See ya. Gonna roll a will save, not to cry. Ba -ba -da -ba. Actually, uh, do either of you have knowledge and ability? Uh, I will in a moment here. Sure. Oh, Lenore does not cry. She is stone-faced and misty-eyed as she leaves this. As she leaves the smithy. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, knowledge and ability. Yes. Um, most people have a rank in knowledge and ability. Oh, great. Yeah, so um, both... Roll it. Yeah, so Ophelia has a rank. Or Ophelia has two ranks, actually, and Lenore has a rank. So roll for Lenore. Uh, okay, that's not going to do it. Uh, that was a six. And I'll roll for Ophelia. 
Uh, ten. So, yeah. Not great rolls there. Does a ten get me anything? Uh, no. All right, all right. No, that's <laughs> you're fine. Like, you're like, wow, wow, they got a royal commission. That's wow. pretty cool. Yeah, that's neat. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> something. That's something. Um, okay. all right. Uh, anyway. And so with that, um, you leave the blacksmith shop. Yep. And head back. All right. Oh, um, with uh, a twenty-five percent discount, do I get a thousand gold back? Oh, you've already put it yep, in. I already marked it off. Thank you. Uh-huh. Uh, Basically, I was like, "What? What could be done?" And it's like, "I'll do maximum discount." Good. Uh, I'm like not completely broke anymore. <laughs> we were doing we were doing a little bit of numbers before we. Uh, um Mm -hmm. started this session and it was like how much money do you have and i was like i have just enough money (laughs) Um, i like 4500 for anyone anyone listening at home uh uh, what i'm referring to in maximum discount is uh, i have a haggling system that i use where i have um daft rolls uh a diplomacy check for the party and then the npc rolls a diplomacy check to oppose and then what we do is we take the difference on that and we apply it as a percentage uh markup uh, for selling or mark down for buying uh, and the maximum that you can get is 25 percent yeah with the uh, uh th- this this being set up with the knowledge that all of the prices in or at least a good majority of the prices in the book are double cost Mm-hmm. So if you get below fifty percent, they're selling it to you for less than it took to make it, which, which is ridiculous. Uh, um, and, but, they, and they're always going to want to be charged. They're always going to want to charge for labor. So yeah, yeah. So know. getting down to seventy five percent here is actually extremely reasonable. It's like very, very nice. But yeah, uh, it's um, not like when you go into a store and they have twenty five percent off, but they've marked it up. So yeah, like what, what, what she was saying anyway. uh, about uh, treating you more like a manager. You might actually get commission for some of these uh, weapons. Oh boy, uh, that are getting made oh boy yeah and uh i'll have to Manoi's make a commission calculator mortgage yeah i'm gonna have to make a commission calculator uh <laughs> <laughs> lenore's gonna pay off her mortgage <laughs> maybe to keep the money out of the circulation of a party i'll just have uh moran pay off your mortgage for you <laughs> yes i mean what lenore will do is uh siren and damien uh, we'll make greedy little grabby hands toward the check and Lenore will immediately like as they take it to the bank of Abadar Lenore will say this is from my mortgage and she'll hand it to the banker and they'll all be like no now you own your house and then I can yeah. burn it down no <laughs> okay oh no anyway anyway, anyway. you got insurance right <laughs> yeah I mean I am I I gather that in Corvosa insurance is more like that's a nice house you have there. Yeah. It'd be a shame if something were to happen to yeah. it, even in such a safe place Cerulean as Northgate. insurance. Yeah. Protecting Corvosa's buildings for, for uh, what is it, like 400 Honestly, years? Honestly, I imagine that's rolled into the mortgage. Like, the Bank of no, Abadar. No, it's not. No? No. Okay. Insurance is separate. Okay. No, <laughs> Lenore, Lenore pays it. Yeah. <laughs> because Lenore's not Actually, an idiot. Actually, now I like the idea that, that uh, the Cerulean Society uh, does an insurance thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, mm, in these troubling times we're living in, a lot of oh, arsonists. Oh, sorry. Mm. For those of you listening at home uh, who haven't heard, the Cerulean Society is like the Thieves Guild of Corvosa. Uh, and the only guild in the Corvosa. the only guild allowed in Corvosa. Because they want to regulate their thieves. Yeah. So I think it would be really great <laughs> if, if the Cerulean Society also operates like an insurance, like a homeowner's insurance or yeah. 
boat insurance. And the people who don't pay them insurance are the ones. Yeah, the ones get best, robbed. Yeah, they're the ones <laughs> best to rob from. Yeah. Uh, um, well, like, you didn't pay well, for the yeah, anti-theft yeah. like clause. My house got, go to the Cerulean Society, my house got robbed last night. I am up on my payments. And they go, hmm, what, the, what did the robber look like? Mm, yeah, no, they're not with us. That is an unlicensed thief right there. Really sorry about that. <laughs> All right. Anyway, anyway, um, enough about enough about the deep lore of Corvosa. Um, <laughs> Look, we live here. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, so the next day you're able to pick up your faux shard. Uh, I'm sure there's a similarly heartfelt uh, conversation. <laughs> Let me roll to see Lots if the lore cries coming out of that one. We'll save. We'll save. We'll save. We'll save. God dang it, she rolled another 18. Why couldn't you roll that on the knowledge nobility check? Amazing. Um, and in addition to that, you also receive a letter. Oop, a letter? Yeah, you also receive a letter. From whom? It is a letter in a slate gray envelope, stamped with red wax with the seal of Corvosa. Oh, boy. It is addressed, the cover of night. Oh boy! And this, the cover of night is written in uh, red ink on the back. This seems official. Oh yeah, it seems real. Does official. it have a wax seal? Yeah, yeah. It just said it has a wax oh, stamp with the uh, sorry. seal of. Uh, oh, sorry. I thought for some reason my brain went ink stamp. Uh, uh no. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, it has a wax seal with the uh, coat of arms of Corvosa on it. <gasps> and uh, yeah. Nice. This is official. Um, so Lenore will. Uh, Lenore's gonna open it. Uh, yeah. See, j- just in case. Uh, actually, she's gonna hand it to Siren. Um, can you check this for traps? <laughs> <laughs> I'll check. Yes, I'll check the envelope for traps. Yes, I will check to see if the envelope is trapped. Um, let me Amazing. let me just roll. Um, eighteen. Ah. <laughs> uh, 23. You do not detect any traps on the envelope. <laughs> I think it's safe, Lenore. I don't think it's going to explode upon you reading it. Hold on, wait. Can you detect magical traps? Nope. Okay. <laughs> I, I I can't. No actually, reason, just asking. I can't actually check for that one, but. What about um, technological traps? Haunts. Is it haunted? I'm just going to open the letter. <laughs> and a ghost comes out. Whoa, spooky. I am the ghost of Adrian. Ah. Avenge me. <laughs> no, uh, no. What uh, what you get is a, this on this uh, slate gray paper, uh, very metallic looking, uh, stamped with gold foil writing. You are cordially invited to a gala in the honor of Her Royal Majesty, the Radiant Queen Iliosa. Oh my god. What? Uh, what is it? And then there's a, there's a date, there's a time. Then. Lenore, Lenore quickly uh, folds the envelope back up. It's nothing. Don't worry about it. No, let me see it. No, no, you, no, that's nothing. It's nothing. I promise. It's just blah, a bunch blah, of blah, stuff that attire shall be formal that, that nobody would actually like to do. Siren grabs it out of her hand and runs away to read it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Ophelia is going to love this. You're coming to obviously. I mean, I'm not I'm not going. I need to make sure that our stuff doesn't get taken. Uh, what? <laughs> uh, ex- excuse me. Hello. Uh, I heard you come in. Kesta is. Lay down for nap. Uh, 
What are you going on about? What is Ophelia going to love? What is Lenore obviously distraught about? Um, oh, um, you've all been invited to go to a gala. A gala? Yeah, yeah, you know, a party, like fancy dress, like... Oh, dear. What? 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 I do not like crowds. Oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. You know, this looks like it's probably a really, um, uh, exclusive invitation. I bet there's only going to be, like, the, um, the, the fanciest and uh, most hoity-toity people there. And you can, you can walk around and appreciate how they've all <laughs> succeeded in this place of industry. And you are patronizing me, aren't you? <laughs> just, just a little, you know? It's just, I think you'll be fine. I think you'll like it. We can go get you a suit. Hmm. I'm getting tired of these robes. These are the only ones I have. Few people make Aridonite robes these days. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if you read further down the letter, there is also included uh, you are invited by the royal tailor to be fitted for clothing appropriate for the event if you do not already possess any. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I believe your girlfriend is rubbing off on you. Oh, I sure hope she is. <laughs> Goodness. Please leave. Okay, okay, fine. I'm gonna go get Ophelia, and she's gonna come back here, and I'm gonna make sure things are okay on our end, and yeah, 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 for fun. services rendered, etc., etc., etc. It's a long, it's a long letter, um, like a full sheet, uh, but it's uh, yeah. You're invited to an event. It'll be on uh, Frost the thirty first. Frost the thirty first. Beginning at, beginning at six p.m. sharp. Sharp. Uh huh. Hmm. They don't say sharp, but it says 6 p.m. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, yes, exactly. Not a minute before or a minute later. Uh-huh. Uh, neat. Gala. Uh, we should probably find Damien and tell him. Uh, does anybody know where Damien is <laughs> right now? Damien, are you in the house? Eventually, Damien finds out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Damien... Uh, Damien, uh, so when Ophelia comes back in, Damien comes as well. Uh, Ophelia's like, look who I ran into on the road! <laughs> Damien's like, hi, I, I'm not even sure why that, 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 that's not, that's not the usual route that you, that you take. I feel like you were trying to run into me intentionally so we can walk <laughs> back here together. Amazing. And, and is there anything wrong with that? I did still find you on the road. Uh, y you know, I, yeah. I do appreciate the company. Thanks. Amazing. <laughs> so, you are given an appointment. Let's all go to the gala. You have an, you have an appointment go uh, like gala. five days before the gala. Let's all go to the Actually, gala. Actually, I guess three days before the gala uh, to meet with a tailor. Uh, the tailor is a man named, hold up, I have it here. Togamore. Togamore? Yes. He makes more togas. Yeah, <laughs> he makes more togas. <laughs> Togo, it's Togo more actually. Uh, it's a geo, so it's mm. completely different. Uh, <laughs> to go more. To go more. Togo more. <laughs> uh, and he actually is going to meet you in a uh, in a shop, uh, in a in a workshop uh, in the uh, in the heights. In the heights. In the heights. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's going to meet you in a workshop uh, that he has in the heights uh, right. near the castle. 
All right. Uh, that would be at a, a, a 11 a.m. Uh, appointment. Nice. On, let's say, we're going to say probably on Citadel Street, which is, uh, it would be on Citadel Street. Togamore's Tailor Shop. A- any other business or you no. just go for that? No, I think we can just go go to the gala. Let's go to the gala. Uh, well, you go to Togamore's. Right, we have to go to the tailor first. You go to Togamore's. Uh, and uh, this is not a shop is the first thing that you notice. Mm. This is like, you know, it, it's, it is in a business area. There is no sign out front. Mm. You just have the address. Uh, and which we're going to say probably uh, 25 Citadel Street. Uh, it's near the Gilded Orrery, actually. Uh, so 25 uh, Citadel Street. Okay. Uh, you have Togemore's Tailor Shop, which um, there all you see is like this this bright uh, gold 25 outside on the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you do see uh, a flag hanging from it that has uh, the the royal coat of arms on it. Are we in the right place? I, uh, this looks like a house. I'm confused. And actually at the door, uh, as you stand there, you would see, uh, something in the window of the door sort of float by. Oh, what is it? Who is there? Uh, Hi, it's the cover of night. We were told to, ah, yes. Cover of night. You are expected. Please yeah. come in, and the door opens, and you are greeted by an imp. Uh, but a a rather a rather rotund little imp. <laughs> Here, I got. I've actually got art for him. <gasps> He's round. Oh, let me see. Despite being an imp, and terrible, obviously. He's round and friend shaped. Oh my goodness. He is very friend-shaped. Look at him! <laughs> I want to squeeze him! He's like if they made a plushy imp and, like, overfilled it with stuffing and you could, like, hug it and make, like, a squeaky toy noise. I am Pudgy Knuckles. Pudgy Knuckles! <laughs> you have an appointment, of course. <laughs> I imagine somebody in the party may, might have, like, a little giggle. Um, <laughs> Ophelia. Ophelia's giggling. Yeah. <laughs> Damien goes... <laughs> I assure you that my name is very important. I am it's one wonderful. of. I am a servant of hell, oh. and determined to do my duty. And you are the most in the service of my lord Togamore. You are the most fearsome lord of. Er, you are the most fearsome Don't servant patronize of hell me. that I've ever seen. Oh my goodness! I just want to pinch your little cheekies. Don't I'm, I'm sorry. touch me. I'm sorry. I'm not going to. I'm not going to touch or I you. I will suggest not- that you go throw yourself in a lake. <laughs> He's so angry. Damien, Damien is sort of doubled over in silent. Togemore, your 11 a.m. is here. I'm going out. (laughs) And you just hear, yes, yes, of course. Please come, come in. Please have a wonderful day. Ah, so. Bye-bye. Welcome, welcome. Please come on in. Uh, And you go into a sitting room uh, where a, a, like, mountain of a man I'm sorry, I'm still not over the little imp. He's wonderful. <laughs> welcome, welcome, please. Oh my goodness. Uh, this very large man with, um, you might say unnaturally large. Mm-hmm. Uh, some, like, some sort of magic must have happened with this guy. 
in order to like be at this size mm-hmm. uh, and not like immobile. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's very very big. Uh, he's built like a sumo wrestler, and then if you and like, then if you added another sumo wrestler, yeah, like if a sumo wrestler ate another sumo wrestler, he's like easily eight feet tall. Yeah, and um, probably five hundred fifty pounds. Like, he's like eight feet tall and like like six feet wide. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's like he's like Hagrid, sort of, sort yeah. of, but like even like more wider, stout, more stout. Yeah, more stout. Yeah. Um, and so he goes. Please, please, please. It is my honor to design you some clothing by the request of Her Majesty, the radiant Queen Iliosa. Uh, we must make sure I understand that you might not be commonly in attendance to the... He's sort of like looking you guys up and down like you might not be commonly be in attendance uh, in, to these sorts of events and it is rather expected that you wear something appropriate. We appreciate your service. <laughs> Extra stank on commonly. <laughs> yeah, uh, Unia, Unia, uh, say doing their best to be polite. Uh, <laughs> we appreciate your service. Of course, of course. Um, well, uh, so what did you have in mind? And I will make whatever revisions are necessary for present fashions. Okay, so um, I have a few drawings that I'd like to share with oh, you, if that's God. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I just, um, they were in some advertisements, and I just, I wanted, um, how much tool do you have? Oh, dear gods. <laughs> what, what are you expecting of me? I'm expecting light, fluffy, airy elegance. Airy elegance, yes. Seems appropriate for in you. In gold. In gold. Gold, perhaps not. Maybe a champagne. Gold is one of the colors reserved for the queen. Oh, oh goodness. Champagne is fine. Working on her gown as we speak, actually. Um, uh, but, oh, sorry, what did you say? Champagne is fine. Champagne, then. All right. Champagne, light, airy. Let me see what I can do. And, and you see, and he like claps his hands. Uh, and you watch as uh, some of the fabric off one of the walls like gleams and shines and wraps up around uh, one of the models. Uh, Let's see, you want champagne, you watch as the color on it shifts like that. Wow. How did you how did you do that? That's so cool. Uh, please. uh, A modest bit of transmutation. Uh, Um, that's perfect. uh, Well, uh, let me see. Um, airy, and he watches a uh, blows some sparks at the uh, bottom of it, and the dress puffs up a bit. What else did you say? Um, Elegant? What about uh, what about the bust? Uh, are you looking to show or conceal? Mm, show, please. All right. He watches it opens up a little bit more. Frilly. <laughs> How is that? Oh. Oh, that's lovely. Nicola? <laughs> oh, um, no, no collar, just the neckline, like, mm. plunging, is that all right? They know yes, it's that would be appropriate. Um, so what I'm thinking is sort of like... <laughs> you watch, it, you watch it, he's, he's sort of like taking a finger and moving it up and down, and he watches as the, as the plunge of the neckline goes up, he goes, no, 
No, too too little. And it goes down a bit. No, too much. Uh, <laughs> there. Moving uh, moving like a centimeter at a time. Um and you watch as basically as he's moving his finger, like literally the stuff is the stuff is re reshaping itself, all the seams and everything going. Yes. That's yes, so that cool. Will, will so what it. I'm thinking basically for Ophelia's dress, um, is uh, you know the Cinderella remake? Um, and that um, yeah. that beautiful, flowy, like all of the tool on that dress, um, like basically. I don't actually know what tool is. Uh, it's um, it's a it's a type of like sort of soft netting like material. Oh. I had some on, not in the dress I actually wore for our wedding, but in some of the ones I tried on. It's some um, here. Uh, let me let me. Uh, oh, tool. T U L L E. Uh huh. Um, a netting. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, I know what this is. Yeah. Um so like I used to have to cut the stuff when yeah. I worked in retail. It yeah, was, uh, so like so like that thing. dress but in champagne. Ah, um, so like oh like the one from Cinderella. Yes. Uh, he would give you one that doesn't have quite as much shoulder. Uh, mm-hmm. It would probably go up to like your collarbone. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and like over your shoulders. Some some sort of satiny material over the yes. top to give it sort of an iridescent corset. <laughs> yes. Um, and he goes, uh, yes, that would work. So, so like champagne tool. Uh, yes. And then and some, sat- some satin, a little bit of, with a little bit of iridescence to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that would work. That would work. Yeah. Uh, and so he, 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 he adjusts it a few times. I think this should work. Yes. That's perfect. Right. I'm trying really hard not to crack it. Very well. I will have it delivered to your residence. Uh, oh where is that? Um, 14 Burnt Bridge Boulevard. 14 Bo- I see I'm writing it down in a ledger. 14 Bo- Yes. Uh, I'll say to it that um, Pudgy Knuckles delivers it to you. <clears throat> oh my goodness. He's going to come to our house. Yes, of course. Anyway, the next of you, what is it? <sighs> uh, I guess I'll go next. Um... Uh, is, is, are black dresses too formal, or is that like... Black, probably not appropriate. Uh, this is not a morning occasion, this is a celebration of the Queen's right. imminent reign. Right. Uh, it's not a coronation, it's just a, it's, it's something of a, um, it's more of a private event. Much like the coronation, which will be soon, uh... Of course, we, it's difficult setting a date for that, you know, as we have to rely on the city not being quite so yeah. Yeah, that's, hectic. That's fair. Yeah. Um, but um, um, this is, usually this is an event that would accompany the coronation, but um, the queen is restless. Uh, she needs something to lift her spirits. I think everybody could use something like that. I yes, get it. of course. Uh, so, no, not black. Um, uh, dark green? Green, uh, yes. Uh, green might be a bit of a... Well, it is spring, so... Um, let's go with, like, a deep forest. Hmm? Uh, is that green? <laughs> what, what, what sort of style are you looking for? Much like your friend here? Oh, no, that's so much. No, 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 goodness. Um... Uh. Uh, Less airy, as I no, believe you put it. Um, regular, regular dress. Um, uh, oh dear gods! Uh, <laughs> and so you watch as he, as he, as he takes it, and he gets, it gets like um, anywhere from like you know like cocktail dress, uh, on on up to like, uh, he 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 makes a few hand motions anywhere from cocktail dress to like formal gown. And he goes, 
where would you like to draw the line? Uh, you know, uh, 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 formal gown is probably good. Um, let, um, I, how long is a formal gown usually? Oh, he would be showing you. Oh, right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you want to describe that? Yeah. So, um, the dress, uh, that I was looking at is, um, dark green floor length, um, sort of form fitting to the body, um, with a nice long slit going up one leg. Um, the neckline (laughs) is, uh, basically sort of straight from the shoulders across the bust. It's another one of the off the shoulder dresses. So there's a little bit of continuity there with, uh, Ophelia's dress. Uh, and the, and the neckline has a little plunge in it, sort of a V-shape in the middle that just shows off a little bit of cleavage. This is actually made out of some blue velvet, but I think a dark green would also look nice. Yeah. Uh, yes, I believe that would work. Uh, you watch as he, he uh, moves his hands a bit. The cloth forms to fit uh, your specification. And <clears throat> I believe... Um, no, let's, 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 leave the, let's leave the neckline the same. That looks like uh, it's going to be pretty tight. Oh, don't worry about that. It'll fit. Okay. Um, <laughs> Look, when it fits, you don't even notice. All right. All right. I guess I don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about that. <laughs> now, um, there might be a little bit of restriction of movement in the in the waist, but trust me, well, it'll hope, be perfectly fine. Hopefully, we won't have any reason to move quickly at the gala. Uh, knock on wood. <laughs> <laughs> roll uh, for initiative. Roll for initiative. No armor. <laughs> Damien. Damien. And what were you thinking, look, my lad? Look, guys, I'm pretty sure I can just go in my student robes. Like, Damien. What? Damien! Look, I am a student of Thuminexus, first and foremost, and if I can't represent something that's important to me, there's no point in going. Uh. Damien. You're gonna look like an asshole. Thuminexus doesn't have any formal wear, do they? Uh, no, we just uh, wear... He watches he sort of thumbs through a book. He's like, oh, let's see, the graduation ceremony. No, no, no. He's like looking through a few designs. Ah, here we go. It's an academy style, but I could alter a few things to evoke the more distant school. <laughs> You know, I understand that fashion has a hard time crossing the river. <laughs> I'm sorry, this guy. He is just roasting my whole party. <laughs> he, what he gives you is like a very nice um, button-down uh, shirt uh, with like uh, long, long tails. Uh, uh, actually, I deeply apologize. I had initially planned for Damien to just get a suit here and then not wear it. This is uh, I was not expecting to get fancy uh, Thuminexus style dress robes that have never been made before. Um, that's wonderful. Um, well, yes, this is, this is a style that, that uh, Academy was using, I believe, uh, two years ago. Uh, oh, really? He, ga- he gags a little bit. Uh, I yes, was... but I think it's the closest thing to what I can do for Thuminexus. That's style. That's um, yes. Uh, what do you think? I wasn't expecting to say this, but I like it. Very well. And um, 
Uh, the cleric, I believe. Uh, Unia, I believe your name was. Hello. Yes. Uh, what can we do for you? A suit, please. A suit. Uh, what what uh, double-breasted... Um, mm. Mm. What do you believe is most appropriate for... Uh, I believe um, buttons. Buttons are in fashion right now. Uh, buttons, then. <laughs> Could you use a similar green as my current cleric robes? I believe uh, something of that nature. A uh, little bit little bit less uh, vibrant. Mm. Mm. All right. What, what, actually, what, what's the color of your normal robes? Uh, let me uh, show you what the Aridan, um Man, we go to the shopping episode. We fucking go. Uh... It's it's well. This is this is a yellow tinted picture. Um, here, there's um, this 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 sort of green. That's uh yeah. That's a very like neutral sort of like, green. Yeah, sort of like a medium, uh, relatively high saturation. Yeah. Um, sort of medium darkness. Yes, uh, perhaps a bit a bit of a faded color. It might be appropriate. Pardon the metaphor for the faded nature of Aridin's uh, worship. Your pardon is granted, given the service you have provided, my friends. Very well. Uh, and he he just sort of designs these to this uh, green uh, robe, like a suit, uh, very much in, you know, buttons down, two sides, yeah. uh, nice, fancy collar, something you might find yeah. in, like, like, almost like a Napoleonic sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, I was thinking yeah. of Napoleonic sort of. Yeah. Uh, um, almost like an officer uniform. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he goes, something to this specification? Yes. Uh, are any of you going together? Uh, as in pairs? Uh, not that I know of. Ophelia puts her arm uh, through Damien's and says, we'll be going together. <laughs> Damien's like, eh. Uh, then I should make a few alterations to make sure that they complement each other. And uh, you watch as like, uh, like, like a few like accents and things adjust to match each other. As he's doing that, Ophelia leans into Damien and goes, look, this way, nobody's going to hit on you. And Siren, and nobody's gonna hit on me, and we'll be fine. <laughs> and Damien goes, "Oh, that's the secret. That's that's really <laughs> clever, actually. Thanks." <laughs> that's that's the ace magic right there. You find somebody to go with so that nobody hits on you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Togemore goes, "Yes, I'll have them delivered to you. Uh, they'll be pressed and cleaned uh, properly." Thank you so much. Um, yes. could you give Pudgy Knuckles a tip? For, no. for traveling so far? No, he is bound to me through, for eternal service. He doesn't get tips. Oh, okay. We're going to tip him when he comes there, right? Yeah, sure, we can do that. <laughs> okay, and of course, uh, the afternoon before the gala, uh, Pudgy Knuckles would come uh, with, a, with a bag from which he would produce some boxes that don't look like they should fit in the bag. Mm, it's probably a bag of holding. <laughs> and he goes, Be nice yes, if you got one of those. you are. Cover of night. <sighs> oh, thank you goodbye. so much. Bye. Take them, take them. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, do you want a tip? What? Um, For carrying all of those all the way here. It's I know you usually probably just deliver to people what do you in, got? in the heights. Um, uh, five I'm supposing gold? you're not offering any souls, are you? No, sorry. Damn. Do you want gold? <laughs> get it, get it. Damn. It's a oh a, yes, yes. Bit of, a, bit of devil it's, humor it's, there. It's, that's very funny. I'm, I'm sorry. I still can't. I'm still finding it really hard to take you seriously. Um, would you like five gold? 
We got these for free. I have 20. no idea how much they cost. I got 20. 20? Yeah. Yeah. All 20 right. gold. That'll, that'll get me somewhere. There you go. All right. Now don't use it to hurt anybody else. I will know. Do I look like the kind of creature that would hurt somebody for no reason? Why are you asking such an obvious rhetorical question? I will know. My girlfriend will tell me. She knows these things. I will come for you, Pudgy Knuckles. I'm sure you will. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. Sentences I never thought I'd say. I will come for you, Pudgy Knuckles. I will come Knuckles. for you, Pudgy Knuckles. Amazing. <laughs> All right. So. As the day grows long, night begins to fall. Well, not nightfall yet. It's March 31st and you're going at 6 p.m. So it's, it's kind of just late in the afternoon. Mm, yeah. All right. I'm actually going to take out two platinum rather than 20 gold because it turns out. Uh, you're out of gold? Yeah, I'm out of gold. <laughs> <laughs> actually, two platinum's I have... fine. Okay. So um, you make your way over to Castle Corvosa and up the grand steps on the southwest side of the pyramid, I believe. Mm. It, might be the ones da- on the, Damien, it might be the ones on the northwest, but I'm Damien, pretty sure it's the ones Damien on the Damien looks over at the crumbled south corner and is like, you know, if we ever get the chance, you all want to kind of go, go over there and see if there's anything there, you know, underneath. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, what? What? Haven't you ever wondered what's over there? Yeah, I've never, I've never actually been up here. And with the exception of that one time where we fought a bunch of imps and then gave a brooch back to the queen and that this this ruin is falling apart. What if somebody went down there and never came back out? Wouldn't you want to find out? I mean, I guess um, maybe later, like sometime when I'm trying not to remember all of the <laughs> rules of interacting with people in gala situations. <laughs> oh, right, right. Um. There you go. So you come up the very, very large stairs. There's a gatehouse. The guards would check your invitation. They would check. There would be a wizard stationed there as well who would look at all of you. Ophelia is flouncing a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Probably enjoying the sway of the dress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There was excessive spinning. In Lenore's house. <laughs> yep, flaring out, things yeah. like that. Lenore, Lenore tried to spin in hers, then realized her, hers uh, was not that kind of dress. Guards will look at you and go, all right, cover of night. Uh, you are expected, please. And then the portcullis is raised, just... And you are able to continue up the stairs to what is roughly the third floor. If we're counting... It's third floor if we're counting the the lowest as a floor and not as ground floor. Uh, so if we're doing up. it the American way or the French way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's it's marked on here as floor two. Okay. Uh, the second floor. Um, but there is also a ground floor. So. Oh, okay. So this is like the French or European way. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so you will find yourselves. In a room. In a room. Now, well, I have a map here for you. Um, but I don't necessarily know what all the rooms on this map are, because uh, I didn't expect to use it so so soon. What do you mean you didn't expect to use this so soon? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I had to reach a little bit. Uh, so, so at the door, they will go, uh, please, uh, any weapons you might be carrying? Oh, oh. Magic I- wands, 
Can I potions, make, anything of the sort. Can I make a sleight of hand check to conceal a dagger in the voluminous sure. folds of Ophelia's sure. dress? Uh, all right, come on, Ophelia. Come on. Come on, sweetheart. She never goes anywhere without a dagger if she can help it. Okay. Oh, oh well. Hmm. <laughs> that's a seven on die, so... That's not great. That's, uh-huh. a, that's, a, that's a 15. So uh, as they as they sort of like look look you over, uh, <clears throat> all of them, everybody, everybody, sort of without realizing it, turns to just glance at Ophelia. Hmm? Oh oh oh! I'm I'm so sorry. Siren probably stuck this in there to try to protect me, and she hands over the regular masterwork dagger uh, that uh, she had hidden. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm very sorry about that. That's there's just I I have no idea what else Siren hid in here. This dress is so poofy. Uh, you will have it returned to you uh, at the end of the gala. Mm, thank you so much. Of very course. sorry about that. Now you may proceed, <laughs> and you are taken into an entrance hall. They're taking the uh, they're taking the weapons off toward uh, weapons are being taken off toward this side over here, um, and. What you would find is now I've organized everybody over here, but let's move. Um, we will move forward. So you have this like foyer right here. Uh, we'll have uh, Lenore and Yunia uh, walking in. Well, we're gonna have Ophelia and Damien walking in first, followed by Lenore and Yunia. Um, sort of with people in dresses on the left and people in suits on the right. Um, and we're gonna uh make our entrance so you get in there and you find uh you find that there is a assemblage of people uh, already in this like area there's a stage on the on the bottom here where a bunch of uh bards are performing uh and they're they're sort of performing just you know some some light music to uh accompany uh the goings on much much more much more much more reserved than that. Ah, okay. Uh, there's there's like uh, there's a few servants going around the room with like cocktail trays and things like that. Mm. They've got like little uh, pieces of crab on them, as well as like some champagne. Is it crab or is it reef claw? It's probably reef claw. <laughs> um, but like very nicely. Very nicely steamed reef claw. Uh Very good. Very good. Like on little toothpicks. Cute. Uh, Not Uh, wrapped in bacon, but... uh, Damien will grab a couple as it goes by. It's a little too formal to be wrapped in bacon. Damien will grab a couple as it goes by. Little mini Uh, quiches somewhere. And and, uh, he'll grab grab two of the reef claw uh, chunks uh, and hand one to Ophelia going, My lady. (laughs) Sort of doing it overly... Dramatic bow, and Ophelia giggles and, and takes uh, it from as him. you as you get into here. Uh, you would see standing next to each other. Uh, I think the people that you would most recognize here, uh, uh, Ven Carlo, in a magnificent black suit, uh, and with him Cressida in a black uh, floor length dress. He got her out of the tower. Yeah, uh, <gasps> and and um, Cressida would see uh, the group of you and just go. Oh, thank the gods that you're here. Oh, I'm sorry. It's this is not my uh, 
area. Arsena, Ugh. you look fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and of course, Fed Carlo. Uh, Always a pleasure. <laughs> and might I say, you look ravishing, my dear. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Uh, all of you look splendid. Damien, ah, I love the suit. Thanks. I uh, was going for something a little uh, unusual. I was not expecting the tailor to be able to pull it off, but <laughs> wow, he, uh, he did good work. Who is your tailor? Um, Togemore. <gasps> and uh, there's there's like a little bit of a gasp and like a few people near you go, oh, Togemore. Oh, well, Togemore designed it. Yeah, um, we actually got uh, uh, an invitation to go there. Otherwise, I don't think I, I, I or any of us would have been able to afford this. No, uh, no. Ophelia sort of like, I will assume the side a little bit like. <laughs> Cressida sort of like leans in. <laughs> If you want to get rid of it later, uh, those will sell for really well. <laughs> oh my goodness, thank you for the tip. <laughs> um, Maybe I could wear this to defend my master's thesis? What would the others think? Oh my um, gosh, they probably hate it. I should do it. And uh, so so then Carlo would sort of pull you aside and like, uh, shall I? And he starts like pointing at people in the in the area. Uh, you, you've, uh, I believe that you've met, uh, you've met uh, Commandant Marcus uh, Endrin? Yes, uh, uh, we met him uh, having a meeting with yes. Cressida yes, Croft. Um, over there we have Archbanker Darb Tuttle, uh, head of the uh, Bank of Abadar. Uh, we also have uh, Bishop uh, Bishop Kapira de Bear. She's the leader of the Church of Ferrasma. Mm, she does. Oh, she's, she, oh, so she's, she's, uh, she's just old. She's not Elise. Uh, so ah. that's, paleness is fairly common. Ah, okay. Ornhir Reebs. Uh, he is the head of the Church of Asmodeus. I suggest keep your distance when you can. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, that over there is oh. is uh, Lord uh, Valdor Bramathan the Fourth. Mm. Uh, he is the head of House Bramathan uh, and uh, a cleric of Saren Ray in his own right. Uh, we also have Arbiter uh, Zenobia Zenderholm. Uh, oh my goodness! Um, they look terrifying. <laughs> Yeah, uh, this, they they look like they're related to who was that that guy that we saw the picture of the um, Volshynik guy. Um, he was, yeah. he like like old looking sort of like like a very pinched sort of like high brows. Yeah. Like Zenobia Zenobia face. Zenderholm, uh, Chalish, uh Judge, uh, uh, well Chalaxian, I believe is the ethnicity. Yeah. Yes, Chalaxian. Yes. Uh, yeah, they are a Chalaxian judge. Uh, on the courts there, actually, like, one of the high judges, uh, potentially the highest. Oh my yes. goodness. Well, I, I, I guess the, the severe expression makes sense then. Yes. Over there you have Guildmaster Bull, head of the Cerulean Society. In case you're not familiar, that is Ooh. the Thieves' Guild. Yeah. Uh, Siren's been talking about them a little bit. Um, and, uh, actually, this guy's not here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, um, and as he's So they're not appearing in this Scala? Uh, uh, and then over there, uh, speaking with uh, Orn, Orn here, Reebs, we have, of course, uh, Lichter, uh, Lichter Severs Boneclaw de Vry. And he's wearing a black glove, but uh, Van Carlo goes, uh, he wears the glove to, uh, well, he they don't call him Boneclaw for nothing, I'll say that. Or, or Severs. <laughs> yes, um, he, lost, he lost a hand in a battle. Well, he didn't lose it. That it was withered in a battle with, um, I believe, a lich. Wow. Or something of the sort. Hmm. It still works, uh, miraculously. But uh, that's, uh, 
Uh, uh, I guess we'll we'll. Uh, don't don't talk to him about it. Be careful if we need to don't shake his hand. Yes. No, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> um. Oh. Uh, <sighs> Cressida would point this guy out and go. That, my friends, is Ambassador Darvain Gios Empre <laughs> of Chelyax. <laughs> you should introduce yourselves. You see that he's like he's like trying to like get into conversations with people, and like a lot of people are kind of ignoring him. He has too much oil in his mustache. He's got a lined forehead that suggests a constant worry. Uh, you can tell that he's tried to gel up his hair to make it look nice, but it's just sort of <laughs> looked floppy. Hmm. Uh, uh, say he needs vacation. There's, there's also but... there's also more people here. Like there would be a lot of nobles here that are, uh, you know, unnamed nobles that yes. uh, just oh, the room. I uh, notice that also Sabina is here. Uh-huh. Yeah, you would recognize her from when you were in the castle last time. She's cute. Uh, she is dressed in her armor. Um, it's actually it's actually more like what the art was. Uh, the armor that she was in before would have been kind of plain. It wouldn't have the red accents and things like that. Yeah, yeah. She is now wearing this very nice armor with red cloth underneath. Um, it very much accentuates her features. Um, and she looks beautiful. Ophelia says under her breath, you know, I think I do prefer old Sabina. <laughs> and then there's like a number of other people. Uh, and uh, at which, and after, uh, after a little bit, Sabina would go off to a back room and come, come back out. Dinner will be ready shortly. Wait, we have to eat while wearing these dresses? What, um, if, what if I spill something? Um, I did prepare prestidigitation today. If you want me to sit next to you and just like twiddle my fingers a little bit. Thank you so much. It is my great honor to announce Her Royal Majesty, the Radiant Queen Iliosa. And with that appearing on the stage, Iliosa just between a few of the bards. Thank you. Thank you, Sabina. Uh, What would I do without you? Thank you all for coming. I understand in these troubling times that it can be difficult to take time out of our days for just a little get-together. You know, the sorts that we might have in happier times. Uh, Thank you all for coming. I'm so glad to have all of you here. We have some very special guests here. (laughs) Of course, we have uh, Darvain giving the regards of Abby Dearest. Abby Dearest. And you watch as, as she says, Abby Dearest. <laughs> Darvain Geos Empre sort of like <laughs> crawls a little bit. Um, um, you, you can see, you can almost see a retort coming in his throat. Uh, if anybody wants to roll knowledge and ability. Yeah, yeah. See if any of try. them, see if any of them get the joke that I am laughing at. Um, oh, Damien, sweetheart. He rolled a natural one. Oh, no. Uh, Damien doesn't even realize they're joking. Um... Lenore also rolled a natural one. What is going on here? Um, Ophelia. 22. You would know that Abby, as uh, as Iliosa is so callously referring to her, is her infernal magistrix, Queen Abigail II of the thrice-damned House of Thrun, <laughs> Queen of Cheliax and uh, Imperial Magistrix of the Empire. It's it's just so much. <laughs> Abby that dearest. Is, yeah, that is the queen of Cheliax. Yes, yes. Um, um, so Ophelia starts giggling. And um, so for record, um, I made the check. Uh, Damien rolled one, Lenore rolled one, and Unia rolled a three. 
So, um, uh, Ophelia is giggling and looks back at the party, <laughs> the rest of the party who are looking mildly puzzled, and, um, Damien, who is looking just, like, absolutely baffled, um, and goes, I'll explain later. <laughs> but yeah, and she goes, uh, and she continues, uh, we also have, of course, the, the honorable ambassador from Nadal, um, I don't believe that I got your name. There is a pale man, uh, looks like he's barely there, uh, <laughs> like, sort of swimming in, in the clothes that he has, he just goes, I serve the Trion. <gasps> wow. That's terrifying. <laughs> unfortunately, wow. unfortunately, uh, the great ambassador of Magnamar could not make it. And there's sort of like a... <laughs> the ambassador the, of Magnamar could not magna make it. Could not magna make it. Uh, and, and there's like some chortling among the nobles. Uh, but we send our love. <laughs> oh my goodness sake. Now... If you don't mind, I'm famished. Organizing this whole thing has been, ugh, terrible. Let us retire to the dining room. Hmm? Here, here, Lenore. Lenore calls without really realizing. Uh, as people turn to look at her, she's sort of like, does like a, a curtsy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, you would take one of the staircases. I don't know which one. <laughs> <laughs> one of the many, one of the many, staircases, many staircases to, I believe, the first, the second floor. Yes. Uh, where there are a bunch of tables organized in like long rows along with a uh, head table where the queen will sit. Uh, yeah. So they'll, they'll sit... Um, Going from left to right, um, Ophelia, Damien, Lenore, Unia. Um, because Lenore wants to sit next to Damien so he can press to digitate off her dress if she spills something. <laughs> press to digitate off the dress. Oh. No, press to digitate the dress clean. <laughs> the dress clean. Yeah, I get you. Um, I'm not going to bother taking you to the other map because it's, it's just a. It's, it's fine. There's a, there's, a, there's a dining room. You know what a it, dining room looks like. Uh, yes. And so what is brought out is uh, the first course uh, is a beautiful a beautiful uh, salad from uh, the Verduran forest oh. uh, with with um, like uh, native plants found in in Taldor. Unia looks at the salad and looks a little bit emotional. Uh, and Lenore turns to them and goes, what, what, what is it? What's wrong with the salad? Yuna goes, there's nothing wrong with the salad. It is a surprisingly familiar taste of home. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. And then they, uh, then they would bring out a, uh, spinach and Parmesan Albert egg souffle. Wow. Yes. Which, these, these just enormous eggs, um, that would be kind of portioned out, like, like, uh, they would bring them out, uh, you could tell, like, there's one that just has, like, bits, like, these chunks of eggshell, like, on the plate around the bowl, so that you can tell that it was an owlbear. Yeah. And that is a huge bowl. But then, uh, but then what they bring out for each of you are these little bowls that have, like, just a little tiny souffle. <laughs> um, uh, so... Damien, seeing that the souffle has cheese, um, <laughs> takes out a tiny packet of something and sprinkles it on it. Um, oh. uh, Ophelia's like, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? Damien's like, 
it's got it's got cheese on it. Um, you don't want me far to get the table. It would be oh, awful. Oh no, he's got medicine for, <laughs> for his lactose for intolerance. Lactose intolerance. Oh he's my goodness sake. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. Okay, uh, I'm going to roll some d20s here just to see how well my party remembers noble dining etiquette now that we're actually getting into the courses. So, Damien rolled a one. Oh no. Um, but... Thankfully, Ophelia, who is sitting next to him and was more than prepared for this nonsense, uh, rolled a natural 16 for a total of 19 and is going to do her darndest to help him um, (laughs) not use the wrong fork. (laughs) Um, Lenore rolled a 10, so I think she's okay. And Yunia... Uh, rolled another 10. So they are also okay. Um, you know, not not great. They're sort of like looking around at the nobles around them and queuing off of them. Damien has no freaking idea what is going on. <laughs> and is like just sort of sort of eating like he's sitting at like his desk or something. Mm. And Ophelia keeps looking over at him and like nudging him being like, no, no, Dam- Damien, 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 you do not eat a souffle with a spoon. Stop it. Goodness. <laughs> um, no, you don't. You, and about, about now they would, they would, they would bring out the wine, uh, <laughs> which is announced as uh, a magically preserved Thessalonian wine. Oh my and there's goodness like, there's sake. like a few oohs uh, from around the table. They would like pull the cork on one, presenting it obviously to the uh, to the queen. Um, before they do so, they pour a little bit into a glass for Sabina. Sabina smells, tastes it, nods to Iliosa. Oh, she's testing the food and the drink mm-hmm. to make sure it's not poisoned. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, Iliosa would go, "Yes, yes, bring the wine." <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, it would. There would be a label on it that is like written in uh, ancient Thessalonian. Oh my gosh. Um, these were found uh, in the in the stores of Magnamar, given with their regards for your ascension to the throne. From there, they would bring out the main course, which is Leg of Wyvern. What? Yeah. Which, leg of Wyvern? Which, when they say Leg of Wyvern, they bring out a leg. A leg. And put it at the center of the high table. Like roasted on a spit? Yeah. Oh my gosh. And it is a big old leg. Oh it my gosh. It is a leg gosh. like roughly the size of, of, of a of a smaller, uh, maybe like teenage, teenager. It's not the, it's not this, the size of a this, person. This leg of wyvern brought to you by all the world's meat. <laughs> no, but it is, it is like, it is, it is like, it is like the size of a person. Okay. Uh, a smaller person, but, but quite large. And they, they carve off like a little piece. And give it to give it to Sabina, obviously. Sabina tastes it. Then it go, they give it to Iliosa. Um, then they would serve all of you. It is a it is a very it is a very strong taste. There's a little bit of a there's a little bit of an acidity to it. Uh, Damien tears off a chunk with his fork and proceeds that spears it and proceeds to eat it <laughs> before Ophelia puts her hand on Damien's arm and with a considerable amount of force, 
lowers it to the table. <laughs> and then um, there would be some like little little sides and things, like some like some uh, some like potatoes prepared in like very nice ways, stuff like that. Mm. Uh, there would be a Boiled few things mashed, stuck in a stew. Yeah, um, <laughs> there would be there would be a lot of sides for all of this, mm. uh, like things that you could have servants offer you. Um, mm. There is no serving of yourself. Uh, there is a lot of like uh, asking a servant to give you something that is on one of the tables. Uh, Damien, you cannot sneak stuff off my plate. <laughs> Just ask the servant for something. And then for dessert, you are given if you have room for dessert. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, everybody's gonna try. They haven't eaten food like this ever. They just, they just pull out an entire freaking leg of, like of an entire wyvern. Like, an entire wyvern leg. It's just sitting there. The bones are still sitting there! <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, and, uh, and, and then, uh, for dessert, they bring out a shadow-infused Nidalese custard. What? It is a custard that has, like, when you look at it, like, you can almost see, like, beneath the surface, this, like, swirling shadow. Is it? Is the custard evil? Uh, does anybody have detect evil that they want to cast? Nobody does has. Like to cast a spell here at the, among these nobles? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's hard to tell. It's, it's got shadow energy on it. Uh, at least that's what they're saying. Um, and, uh, actually, you would see, you would see, um, as this is happening, uh, a bearded man, who I don't believe I introduced properly before, would look, would see all of you looking at it and go, oh, oh, don't worry about that. It is, uh, infused with energy from the plane of shadow to give it an illusory property. It's to aid in the flavor. It should appear as something that would be appropriate for you. Oh, so, um, this tastes however we want it to, basically? Within limits, it's not a true phantasm. It is, it is a shadow effect, uh, but, uh, uh yes, Willfully disbelieve, yeah. Yes, I recommend not disbelieve. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, Willfully believe, yeah. Just let it take you on a journey. Will do. And, uh, he sort of offers that because there's a few people at the table that are looking at it like that, like, Mur. Is my custard evil? Another sentence I thought I'd never say. Oh, I should describe what Iliosa is wearing, actually. <gasps> yes! So I'm using the old token, but she's actually wearing this, like, deep wine-colored dress. Uh, and, and there's, like, um, there's, like, so, there's, like, a little bit of jewelry that she has. Um, it's it's still very sparse compared to what you might expect of a monarch, but it's it's nice, mm. you know. Um, Does she still appear to be in mourning? Um, well, she's not she's not wearing black, mm-hmm. but it's a it's a it's a subdued tone of red, especially for Carvosa. Yeah. Um, so you get the sense that there's that there's supposed to be a sense with the clothing that she's in mourning, but still able to you know live her life. Yes. Um, they want to remind people that the king's dead. But also draw attention to her as queen. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, no, that makes sense. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Because this is more a day for her. Yeah. But, you know, she still hasn't actually... Treat yourself. She, she still hasn't actually had a coronation. She is queen. You don't have to be coronated to be the, the monarch. The coronation is a ceremony. She is wearing, like, a, a small crown. But it's not the crown that Eodred wore. Yeah. It's actually more like the crown that she was wearing as queen. Good. Before. Good. I mean, I'm a little concerned, like... Just, just 
as myself that Crown Idrid War may have some disease on it. <laughs> they should um, probably disinfect it. <laughs> and so when all of that is 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 uh is done, you will be asked to uh return to the throne room. Organize yourselves against the walls, uh leaving the center lane clear. You will note that there has been a little bit of remodeling um, since the last time you were here. Actually, as you guys are coming to the throne room, you would see this man in a beautiful uh, doublet, big puffy blue uh, shoulders, uh, well beautiful. well manicured uh, beard, uh, and flowing mane of hair, dashing blue cape, uh, at the door, talking to a few of the guards. I know that it's said 6 p.m. sharp, but I had business to attend to. You would not believe what old Kavosa is like this. Ah, hmm, this fashionably late, are we? <laughs> oh, hello. I'm Ophelia Serena. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. <laughs> Lord Glorio Arcano. Pleasure. Pleasure to meet you. Yes. This is my date, Damien Cosmos. Mm. Hi, nice to meet you. Hello, hello, hello. Mr. Arcona, sir. <laughs> a pleasure, a pleasure. Uh, and uh, I don't believe that I've seen any of you at one of these uh, events. Uh, yes, we are uh, special invites tonight oh, <laughs> for in services the... rendered to the city. Well, that's marvelous. You know, I love enterprising citizens. If it, if it weren't for enterprise, personal or otherwise... Uh, my family wouldn't be where it is today. <laughs> oh, and we appreciate everything that your family has done for this city. Oh, of course, I of swear, course. we can't go anywhere without hearing oh, about the this... things that you have done and just the <laughs> thank charitable... You, thank you, thank you. The, the, um, everything you've done to help make the city the way it you is. You know, I try to do my little part to make the city a better place. It's, it's no secret, life in Corvosa is hard, but I think I can make it a little bit easier. <laughs> mm. Oh, with a smile like that, you certainly can. Uh, Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, you wouldn't mind a dance later, would you? Oh, <laughs> come find I would me. Be I'll honored. be waiting. <laughs> very well. After the gifts, of course. Oh, of uh, course. This guy is also a- accompanied by two very, very professional-looking guards. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, just one on either side. Um, all right. So, organize yourselves. Damien, uh, Damien is pouting a little bit as they walk away. I can't believe you're going to dance with that Arcona guy instead of with me. Damien, I'm rubbing elbows like we're supposed to be doing with the family we're trying to investigate. <laughs> okay, I get it. Sorry. Actually, when you guys are moving from room to room, uh, Iliosa is just disappearing and reappearing in whatever room... Uh, is appropriate. Nice. Excellent. Uh, uh, not bothering to, like, walk with the rabble. <laughs> <laughs> she she basically is is instantly going to where she has to be next. Nice. Probably uh, using some sort of secret passageway or servants. Oh, no, like, she's just yeah. disappearing oh, and reappearing. Oh, oh, like, literally teleporting. Yeah. Neat! Uh, yeah. That's um, freaking cool. So, and she's, so a, she's a spellcaster. Actually, or some, or uh, you want to roll uh, either Arcana or Spellcraft? I don't know which one it is. Uh... Uh, Damien will roll spellcraft. Spellcraft, I believe. <laughs> All right. Get a spell in use. Yeah. Uh, that is a 26. All right. So every time she's doing this, there is a flourish of her cloak. Uh, and uh, if you were to look closely, she sort of clicks her heels together as she does this. Cute. Because she's got little boots that are helping her teleport. That's cute. Uh, 
Those are what? What are what are those, those boots of? What did you get? Boot uh, twenty six. Ooh, I don't know if you actually know. Oh, um, let me check. Uh, spellcraft. Uh, it says identify a spell as being cast. Fifteen plus spell level. So, oh yeah, you'd be able to get that. Uh, yeah, these boots are reflecting the ability of teleport. They are. So they are boots of teleportation. They are boots of teleportation. Yes. Wow. Uh, I mean, I suppose it's useful if some crap goes down here, mm-hmm. Iliosic, and phew. And she gone. would probably she'd probably be bringing Sabina uh, and another guard along with her at all okay. times. Okay. All right. All right. Sabina goes. Hmm. Two people with you, caster level six. Mm. That seems low. <laughs> probably caster level nine. Take one additional person. Um. So you get to here. And Sabina announces, Now Her Royal Majesty, Queen Iliosa, will accept tokens of your admiration as uh, as you are, as you have been invited here as special guests before she takes the throne. Crap, were we supposed to bring a gift? Were we supposed to bring a gift? Um, <laughs> no, no, Damien, it's, it's fine. Then Sabina announces, Archbanker Darb Tuttle of the Bank of Abadar. As the first to come forward, he steps out into the main aisle. He walks closely. He bows at about here, you know, where the white tiles are. Uh, oh, right. I didn't get actually get through this. There's been a little bit of remodeling since you guys were last here. Oh. Last time when you guys came up, you would have gone from the main stairs. You would have gone right. And there would have been these very, very large doors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was a door because we stopped in front of it and we got directions for what we were supposed to do yes. when we went in. The doors are gone. Oh. Uh, and you actually came in from a side passage on the um like if you're if you if you're in the chair uh in the throne it'd be on the uh the right hand side of the room on the right hand side of the room yeah uh there's, Knocking there's out just a, walls here yeah uh there's been like a little bit of adjustment it, it feels very much more open yeah like a little bit more airy mm. um uh, a lot of the windows are a little bit bigger now uh, like there were tapestries on either side of the wall before. Now a lot of that's been replaced with these beautiful um, red glass windows. Oh, pretty. Gosh, I hope that the additional fresh air makes it less like a, a crypt in here. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> like, it's a little bit less was, like a crypt. It was very, it was very crypt-like before. Yes, it was. Yeah, I'm just thinking like a, like a decaying old man sitting on this yeah. throne, uh, slowly dying of uh, an advanced form of leprosy. Um, yeah. And like... No windows, no fresh air. Like, ugh, ugh. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's a little bit of that. Um, Sounds like the remodeling has helped. Yeah, to open the place up a little bit more. Yeah. So, uh, Archbanker Darb Tuttle of the Bank of Abadar is the first to come forward, accompanied by two gold-armored women uh, carrying a golden strongbox. Ooh. Uh, he is played by Billy D. Williams. In case <gasps> Perfect. He speaks in a powerful but kind voice. Your Highness... Thank you for your invitation, and may Abadar bless your reign. They stop to bow. One paladin presses her holy symbol into the lock. There's a burst of radiant energy that courses through the seams of the box, and the sound of an impossibly complex locking mechanism moving through every inch of it. Oh, that's so cool. The other paladin pulls back the lid, and Darb Tuttle reaches into the box, bearing aloft a crimson pillow with a truly resplendent ring upon it. Ooh. The Bank of Abadar offers you this token of our faith. May it shield you from all dangers, whether mundane, arcane, or divine. With it, may you stand strong as a beacon of hope for your people. 
he actually takes a step forward and offers a hand out. Uh, may I? And Sabina sort of Sabina sort of like looks at Iliosa. Uh, Iliosa just goes, "I would be honored, Archbanker." At which point Sabina gives like a little nod. Uh, Iliosa smiles, inclining her head permissively. Archbanker Tuttle gives a wide, victorious smile, steps up onto the steps toward the throne, and takes her hand. Uh, one of the paladins takes the pillow, and he lifts the ring, gently placing it on Iliosa's right hand. The gems sparkle and twist, rearranging their position and color to match the queen's clothes. Oh! Uh, to which Iliosa lets out an unrestrained gasp of amazement, like, <gasps> before sheepishly covering her mouth, and a blush <laughs> comes to her cheeks. That's cute! Why, thank you, Archbanker. It is glorious. And he takes a step back. It is my pleasure, my queen. Damien's going to roll Spellcraft to see if he knows what this is. Uh, you, you're a little bit far off. You'd need to detect magic oh. if you wanted to do that. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's nice. It's nice. It's probably really nice. All right. It's probably more expensive than anything you've ever seen. Probably. That's fine. <laughs> uh, uh, the next, Sabina then says, Vencarlo Orsini of Orsini Academy. Oh, no. <laughs> and Vencarlo uh, would step forward carrying a long darkwood box stamped with a strange gold symbol, uh, which I will share with you. And if you would like to describe it, oh. you may. Yeah. Well, me too. I don't think there's any way that any of you would know what this symbol is. Yeah. But you can describe it anyway. Yeah. It looks like a double-headed axe. Um with uh, roots coming out of one end of it mm-hmm. uh, and the axe coming out the other end. The mm-hmm. axe head, um, one half of it is an axe and the other half looks to be a tree or clouds or uh, something, something, like that. something fluffy. Yep. And so he approaches, from the nation of Andorin, my queen, I have the privilege to present this glorious instrument. He opens the box uh, with the grace of a master chef unveiling their main course. <laughs> to be frank, your majesty, merely standing in this rapier's presence is an honor. Crafted from the finest dwarven steel in a style to match the crimson throne itself and infused with remarkable magic. They have named it Talmandor's Hope to commemorate the beginning of your long and glorious reign. With all hope, you will never need to use it. But if you should... The nation of Andoran hopes it will aid you in the just protection of your people. Iliosa smiles at Vincarlo. It's kind of a, it's a faint smile. <laughs> sort of like a child who got the wrong toy for Christmas. Oh. But oh. it's like, but still, but you know, grandma's there and I still got to look like I'm oh, happy thanks, about it. they love it. Thank you, Mr. Orsini. And she it's... looks at Sabina. Sabina takes a step forward and you can see some fire in her eyes <laughs> as she pulls the box from Vincarlo. So either either Queen Iliosa is remembering that although Andorin is giving her gifts, they are fundamentally opposed to the idea of monarchy politically <laughs> uh, and are obviously just doing this to be uh, polite and or garner uh, some sort of trade deal. Um, or... And I, I think this is a little juicier, so I like it a little more. Sabina has told her about Vencarlo and what a bastard he was. 
yeah. and they're like, mm, you hurt my friend. Oh, I hate you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> sense motive? You could try. Yeah, sure. Oh, who has a good sense motive? Unia. Unia, give us, drop the hot goss for us, Unia. Do drop it. Drop that hot goss. No, that's not good enough, Unia. Uh, oh, that's a 17. My word. Um, that's not bad, actually. Uh, who else has sense motive? Uh, Ophelia does. Um, Ophelia <laughs> does not aid. Ophelia is distracted utterly by the rapier and how much she would like to have a sword that enchanted and shiny. Um, <laughs> also, like it is a sword. <laughs> Looking at it, you can see how fucking enchanted it is. This thing positively radiates magical energy. Wow. Like it's 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 strong. Wow. Um, oh, uh, Lenore has... It's like sort of the the gift that only a country could give. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you, you get the feeling that when, when Vincarlo says that he's honored to hold it, he's like, God, I wish I could just keep it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and Ilios is like, I wish you'd keep it too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, we all have to be polite here, don't we? Yep. <laughs> oh, no. Given that she's actually royalty i imagine a 17 isn't going to cut it uh no yeah <laughs> i'm just I, i'm sitting here like why didn't her stuff uh everybody else go. rolled like garbage so. <laughs> um a simpering man in gaudy clothing comes forth you would recognize him as previously being introduced as ambassador darvain gios empre who you just Blackmail. Just last week, got blackmail material for <laughs> her infernal magistrix, Queen Abigail II of the thrice damned House of Thrun, offers you, and he pulls out what really just looks kind of like a handkerchief, like a nice handkerchief, huh? But it's kind of okay. Huh. This convenient storage device. Uh, he motions to unfurl the device, but Sabina quickly steps forward, a hand on her sword, shaking her head. The man takes the hint and meekly passes the item off to Sabina. I offer you a portal to hell itself. <laughs> Who, uh, Sabina carefully regards it before tucking it into the chest piece of her armor. There is plenty of room to store everything in the plane of hell. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness. Um... <laughs> So Sabina tucks it into the chest piece of her armor <laughs> and Sabina then leans toward Iliosa, whispering something in her ear. Oh. Uh, Iliosa whispers something back. What are they whispering? Um, I, I haven't been rolling very well, but can I try uh, to percept? Yeah, you can try perception. Okay. Okay. It's easy uh, 20 plus your distance. Uh, oh, so it's high. 20 plus distance. 24. DC 24. Oh. Unia, if they roll a natural 20, can make that. Uh-huh. They did not roll a natural 20. Oh, uh, no. Uh, uh, Lenore can make it if she rolls a 19. Uh, Let's see it. Good, Lenore. Mm, 15? Nope. Nope. Uh, Ophelia can roll it if she makes What's the if, highest you've got so far? Uh, it's um, uh, 20. Uh, with the, yeah, I'm so I'm seeing if I'm what seeing did you if say? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm seeing Sorry, if da I'm seeing if Damien and Ophelia can aid. Uh, oh, Ophelia rolled an eighteen for a total of twenty-three. Okay. So, so, so they whisper something, and you, and you, and the like. The three of you are sort of like, I heard her say, "Dear Abby," again, "Dear old Abby." <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. She said, "Dear old Abby." Uh, yeah, it's like, uh, I think she called it quaint. <laughs> and together, you're able to piece together that she said, "I don't expect dear old Abby would offer something so quaint." Uh, 
<laughs> to which Sabina gives a wry smile before returning to her post. <laughs> so is that is that is that meant to be an insult? What is that meant to be an insult, or did he just come up with this himself? I, uh, seem I don't know. It's hard to tell. Uh, <laughs> but um. Like, maybe it's an insult. Maybe Gio, it's uh, did did Gio Sem- was Gio Sempre like? Oh no, we need to we need to um. Uh, <laughs> I've I've just been blackmailed. I need to make them think that I'm still in uh that I'm still having ambassadorial talks with Shellyax instead of sending yes. dirty letters to uh, <laughs> uh my to my mistress. Yeah. And um uh crap. Um, what's the most expensive thing I can get my hands on at a moment's notice? <laughs> so so yeah. So Iliosa after this goes. We accept this token on your behalf, Ambassador Empre, though. We question whether it truly represents the majesty of the thrice-damned House of Throne. <laughs> Empre opens his mouth to contest this, but quickly catches himself as he sees the dark looks of all the faces assembled. <laughs> he hesitantly, he's hesitantly returns to his place, rubbing his hands. Uh, Iliosa looks at the cover of night, and so quickly you might miss it. She offers you a wink and a Mona Lisa smile. Gosh, in spite of myself, I am liking Queen Iliosa a lot. <laughs> um, the next person to come forward, flanked by his two guards, is Glorio Arcona. Glorio Arcona. Who comes forward. Glorio Arcona approaches in measured steps, carrying a small teak chest upon a tiger-striped pillow. In all my travels, I've never seen a lady so fair sit upon so grand a throne. With a flourish, he opens the lid of the chest, allowing Iliosa to draw forth a pair of glasses with thinly cut rubies for lenses. Hmm. With these spectacles, may all who look upon you be as entranced as I have been, your majesty. I'm giving you these red spectacles so that all of the red flags just look like flags. <laughs> just look like flags? <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, at this point, uh, Iliosa looks toward a rotund man, uh... Uh, in a vibrant blue doublet, who you would recognize uh, previously being introduced as Guildmaster Bull. Nothing from the Cerulean Society, Guildmaster Bull. She smiles. Bull chortles and, re- and replies, Perhaps somewhere more private, your majesty. Oh. I wouldn't want to upset any of your guests. There's a wave of laughter from the group. <laughs> um, now, there's obviously a little bit of an innuendo there. Uh, but there's another layer. Uh, you want to roll knowledge and ability? Oh, okay. Uh, we'll just have everybody roll because everybody has ranks. So do it. <laughs> Anybody beat a twelve? Lenore, Damien, and Unia all beat a twelve. Okay, so uh, you three would get uh, the joke here. In addition to sort of the kind of sexual innuendo of it, is also that uh, anything that he would give her could very well have been stolen from one of the guests. <laughs> Oh my word. <laughs> um, Sabina then then uh, thanks him for his contribution. Sets it on. There's like a little table over here where they're putting all the guests that Iliosa doesn't directly take. Um, uh, Headmaster Toth Ornelos of Academy, who comes forward and waves his hand, materializing a pristine golden circlet with a large <gasps> red gem in the center. On behalf of the Academy, I offer you that most precious of gifts, the gift of knowledge and the wisdom to wield it justly. 
With this headband, may you always be wise to the ways of magic, that you may understand the dangers and the opportunities that magical study presents. He sort of mage hands it forward, (laughs) and Sabina grabs it out of the air, puts it on the table, and he bows deeply again. Your royal majesty. It's a headband of int and wisdom. (laughs) I need it. (laughs) Um, Marcus Endrin is next. Uh, bringing forth a black cord necklace uh, bearing a solid gold piece of jewelry. Ooh. Uh, you recognize him, uh, Commandant Marcus Endrin, Commandant yes. of the Sable Company. He's the Sable Company uh, guy. He's the guy with the hippogriffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, he looks like an Avenger. Actually, on one of the on one of the balconies outside, you would see like a bunch of hippogriffs perched. Uh, and one of them is sort of like looking in the window like... <laughs> Ophelia looks out the window at it and sneaks a little wave. A little black feathered uh, hippogriff. Mm, cute. Ophelia waves at it just a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it seems very disciplined. Uh, but uh, he. So okay, so, so anyway, uh, Marcus Endrin comes forward with this. This amulet was commissioned by Waden Endrin for Field Marshal Corvosa to celebrate their conquest of the land we now call Endrin Isle. He sort of gives like a. Very much a, a Boromir in his in his uh, in his championship at Osgiliath. <gasps> Smile to everyone. He's gonna die. <laughs> uh, he he goes. Uh, this amulet was commissioned by Waden Endrin of uh, for Field Marshal Corvosa to celebrate their conquest of the land we now call Endrin Isle. When it was presented, then it was determined that ownership of the amulet would revert to House Endrin in the event of the Field Marshal's death. And so it has these long years. It is my honor, as Commandant, and as Wade and Endrin's heir, to present Waden's amulet to you, as it has been presented to every ruler of Corvosa since. So he finally got to be Commandant then? Uh, uh, well, he's, no, he's Commandant. Oh, he, he, oh, he, he wants to be Seneschal. He wants to be Seneschal. Okay, yes. sorry. The caretaker of the castle. Okay. Uh, no, no Seneschal at the moment. All right. Uh, actually, uh, notably, the Seneschal would usually be at, at the other at side. The, at the other side, uh, yeah. but there's nobody there right now. Yeah. Um, nobody is at Ilios's right uh, now. Anyway, uh, so when he says, as it's been presented to every ruler of Corvosa since, Vencarlo actually leans to you and goes, except for Chadris Porphyria <laughs> in his brief stint as king, but uh, we don't talk about that. <laughs> he just gives a cheeky smile and resumes his, po- his posture. Lenore nods. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, may Waden's amulet protect you, as it has protected the kings and queens of Corvosa and her field marshals before that. He bows deeply, offering the amulet. Sabina takes it, thanking the commandant for his service. Sabina then shows the amulet to Iliosa before placing it on the table with the other gifts. Um, there's a few other things. The last person that we'll go over in detail is... Uh, Ornher Reeves, uh, who is this older man oh, wearing yes. wearing black robes with a with an upside down uh, red pentagram on it? Uh, he comes forward, and uh, let's see, he brings forth finely treated calf hide bracers, dyed a dark wine color and accented with bands of gold, etched with infernal sigils Ooh. that gleam with the light of a smoldering fire. Ooh. The Church of Asmodeus offers you these braces of armor with which you may defend your people from the rising anarchy that ever gnaws at our fragile mortal peace. 
goodness sake. And he bows, uh, giving them to Sabina, who very carefully takes them, puts them on the table. Those sigils are glowing. They're in Infernal and they're glowing. <laughs> Make sure those don't have a dominate person spell woven into them. And, um... And then there's there's a few more gifts from other people. Like she gets some earrings, she gets some other stuff. Uh, you know, a lot of gifts. Uh, there are more people than I have assembled here, but I got tired yeah. of making tokens. No, no, that's that's <laughs> fine. There are there are um, lots of tokens. I appreciate your efforts, yeah. sir. Uh, mm. It's it's great. I uh, love you. And oh, I love you too. Uh, so with that, after after the table is piled high with gifts, um, Ilios goes. Well, this has been wonderful. Uh, please. Mingle amongst yourselves. Uh, I need to take the air for a moment. Uh, but I will return momentarily. And she disappears again. So she has boots of teleport. That's pretty neat. I didn't know they even made boots that literally teleport you. Like sometimes they use dimension door oh, yes. or, uh, or something uh, else. Ben, but Carlo, ben Carlo just kind of goes, oh, yes, they're, uh, they've been in the, uh, the royal line for some time now. That it is. was uh, seen as a necessity to keep uh, the monarch out of danger. Yeah, no, it's definitely very useful, and this means that she can go l- literally anywhere she can imagine close enough, uh, really, in Corvosa so, um, environs. So uh, is there anybody you want to talk to at this party? Oh, well, I mean, um, uh, I did promise a dance to Gloria Arcona, so... <laughs> yeah. So you would go back in, the band of bards is starting to play a little bit more of a lively tune. Maybe like some sort of Chopin, kind mm, of like that. Yeah, like a little bit more bouncy, like yeah. a waltz. Yeah, <laughs> like some sort of Chopin waltz. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, oh, this is clearly very complicated to play, but it sounds like very free and easy. Um, it shows mm-hmm. off both the uh, virtuosity of the players and allows people oh, to actually, get their dance actually, on. I know, just the one. Two Waltzes in B Minor by Chopin. Yes! Uh, Opus 69. Nice! Then Carlo would offer a dance with Cressida. Aww. Is Cressida having a nice time? It seems like she's having a great time. That's good. Um, I ship Cressida in happiness. (laughs) Me too, honestly. Um, But there's uh, there's a few moments. You see that um, Archbanker Tuttle offers a dance with Zenobia Zenderholm. Ah. Uh, and they have a brief dance, but Zenobia does not seem very interested in continuing this frivolity. Um, after which point, Archbanker Tuttle switches off to dancing with Bishop Kapira de Bear. Uh, <laughs> the uh, High Priest of Asmodeus actually dances with one of the Paladins of Abadar, which is an interesting dynamic. <laughs> That's a, you know, Abadar and Asmodeus are allies. But... You know, Lord uh, Glorio Arcona would invite you to dance at this time. Lenore and Unia and Damien are going to try to be as wallflowery as humanly possible, <laughs> or uh, as tieflingly possible, or as gansyly yes. possible. Um, so, not um, very interested in dancing anymore. Actually, of them. Uh, I imagine you don't have performed dance. Yeah, I do not. So just roll me a charisma check. Alrighty, for how well you dance. Alrighty, come on, come on, Ophelia. I got a plus three. All right, he rolls. Uh, he rolls pretty good. Uh, so right. you sort of you sort of end up following his lead and kind of like stepping on his feet a little bit. And uh, sorry, it, sorry. Um, so 
A little bird has told me that you handled an incident at a property that is under the protection of the Arcona family. I must offer my thanks. Well, I'll be sure to pass it along. I wasn't involved. <laughs> oh, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, oh, you're not part of the group. The oh, I, I am. I, I'm not very gifted in a, in a combat sense. I do more of the logistics. Well, logisti <laughs> logistics are my forte, dear. Oh, uh, well, that's So nice. it is lovely to... You, you all must come by the garden sometime and oh, see them. Uh, thank you. I, I appreciate your service to Corvosa and to uh, the Arcona family in this way. Hmm. Well, you're very welcome. <laughs> We're just, you know, doing what we can to make Corvosa a better place, just like you. And sometimes... Even with the best of intentions, people who are not entirely under our control can just, um, make things go astray. Are you trying to imply anything here? Um, sort of referring obliquely to, we know that the people who were working here, um, like, were doing this sort of without the knowledge of the person that... Yes, I understand that there are rumors and speculation about my family's involvement in the affair, but suffice it to say, we have had our legal team on the case, and they will make sure that these hoodlums are punished. Good, good. I thank you for bringing them to justice. Of course. Well, we have to also thank whoever brought in the two who escaped our grasp. I'm afraid I don't know anything about that. Hmm. Well, we were, we were going to apprehend the two cowhammer boys who escaped when we investigated the activities on your property and we found that the next day after we had learned of their location somebody had brought them to the guard well it was very convenient it is very convenient indeed i do believe that you'll find that crime doesn't pay in mm. corvosa unless you're already making sure that the right people are getting a cut <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then with that the song ends and he bows and Ophelia curtsies deeply <laughs> and he, he goes off to uh, he goes off to uh, Valder Bromathon it's like Valder it's been so long oh please uh, dance with me Valder and uh, then he takes Valder to the to the floor Valder sort of like going like God, no, not him. <laughs> and he watches the two of them uh, do this very nice formal dance. Uh, <laughs> probably clapping involved. <laughs> that sort of thing. Archbanker uh, Darb Tuttle would actually have gone to Unia to ask for a dance uh, like while offering um, their condolences for awakening in such a confusing time. Thank you for your condolences, and I am most deeply flattered by the offer to dance. Actually, uh, yeah, here we go. How are you getting along now? I am... Um, it is confusing, of course, but I find the longer I spend interacting with those in the city rather than remaining indoors and alone attempting to sort out my own thoughts and beliefs that interacting with others helps it helps keep me grounded 
Certainly, certainly a good strong community as a foundation for any recovery. Indeed. Yes. It helps that I have these friends with me. Well, all of the all of the churches have been do, trying to do their part to fill the void left by Eridan, but uh Yes. You know, it is a it is a large void. Yes. I appreciate the work that the Bank of Abadar has done in that regard. Well, we're not the Church of Yomade, but uh, uh, We don't all have to be the Church of Yomade. No, we don't. Uh. <laughs> There's probably a few Yamadeans there that just kept <laughs> Sabina makes a face. <laughs> we might as all we might as all we'll all just be Hell Knights then. <laughs> Certainly not. Anyway, as this is going on, you are approached by Sabina. Oh. If you will. The Queen has requested your presence. Um, sure. I mean, um, I've done all of the, uh, rubbing elbows that I was planning to do tonight. Demon's like, please get us out of here. I don't want anybody to dance with me. There's, please, please. <laughs> the um, queen wants to talk to us. Let's go. <laughs> um, Unia, anyway. Unia is watching Damien's discomfort. They sort of just smile a little bit. <laughs> yep. Do you go with Sabina? Yes. Sabina would lead you up some stairs to the roof. Iliosa is leaning over a rampart. Um, oh, actually, uh, roll me a perception. Yeah. This four-way perception. Unia, uh, my perception person. Uh, actually, they're not my perception person. Um, well, anyway, they rolled real high. They got a 23. Uh, Damien got a 7. Lenore got a 13. Hmm. And Ophelia got a very nice 23. Mm, let me see if I can find this. Well, so what's the highest that you got? Uh, of Ophelia and uh, Unia are tied at 23. So 25 total? 25. Um, okay. Yeah, although Lenore also got above a 10. All right, uh, so so getting out into the night air, uh, in addition to sort of the scene that I will soon describe, uh, you all hear, like, basically, as soon as you cross the threshold uh, onto the top, uh, you hear the sound of bowstrings being drawn, uh, and then and then Sabina like raises a hand, and you hear the sound of them relaxing. Damien doesn't notice, which is good because he probably would have. You don't freak out. See anyone around? <laughs> uh, you just hear the sound of bowstrings being drawn. Unia's hand goes to where their falcata would be, and it's not there. Yeah, like. <laughs> Imagine, uh, let me set the scene for you, if you will. You come out onto the wall, uh, and basically opposite where this door is, uh, looking out over a southeastern side of the castle, you see Queen Iliosa, wind whipping at her dress. Wow. Looking out over the rampart at the city. Fires blaze here and there. Oh, boy. Flashes of magic light storefronts. And the distant sound of continuing riots echoes through the night air. Oof. It's a shame, isn't it, that my mere presence has caused such a fuss. I did little more than sit by my husband's bedside as he withered away, and yet now they accuse me of such horrid crimes. She turns and, and you actually, as she turns, you would probably see like a fireball in the distance illuminate 
behind oh. her. Oh, goodness. Uh, I never wanted any of this. They say I came to Corvosa to plunder her riches. I could have had much better with any of my family's fellows in Cheliacs. She hangs on these words, almost wistfully, as if imagining some better fate that could have been. <sighs> but Father wanted me out of Cheliacs. He wanted me safe, away from West Crown. And so, here I am. The widow of an old man, burdened with the rulership of a city that despises me. She looks back out over the city. Uh, What's up? Uh, uh, how close are we? Are we within speaking You're probably, you're probably about like 20 feet away. Uh, excuse me, uh, your royal highness. Um, I admit that a lot of the things that we've heard about you, uh, before meeting you, of course, the, the rumors shared in tabloids and such, they suggest that you resent being here. And forgive me, uh, you do seem to care about it, about Corvosa, about us. I care about the city. I wish it weren't... I wish it weren't like this. I hope that I can do something to change it in my time. But I'm sure that the tabloids have hung on every word that they could, framing it in the darkest of lights. See, that's what they see me as. I know what they say. They call me a child bride. They call me a gold digger. And worse things. I can't say that I appreciate it. I'm aware of it. And you. What do you think of me? Be honest. I mean, is there any additional context to the backwater reek comment? It was... a bad time. You didn't want to come here, did you? Hmm. You didn't want to come here. Let's say it wasn't my first choice of places. I think I can relate. Mm -hmm. Tell me, your royal highness, hmm. what changes are you planning to make to Corvosa? Well, it's uh, early yet. Um, first, we need to we need to calm this riot, this infernal rabble that continues to plague the city. And I'm afraid I don't really have a way to deal with that just yet. I understand. I'm working to try and better equip my guards. I have found upon taking the throne that some of the resources available to me are not what I would hope they should be. Yeah. And so I am taking steps to improve upon the defenses of this city. Oh, right. Um, I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, my, my, the smithy I work at, um, uh, Miran's Miracles, uh, they're, they're doing a, a big order of uh, yes. magic longswords for you. Yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, Sabina, if you will. And you watch, uh, Sabina actually pulls forth this 
beautiful longsword stamped with the maker's mark of your smith. Lenore grins. Ah, oh, look at that. Yes, she's really risen to the occasion, and yeah, I appreciate they're, that. They're they're really going at it over there. No, I mean, I... the working hard on on swords. They are doing a good job. <laughs> you see, she she lets out like a little bit of a giggle, like. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but this is these are are these for the palace guard or are they for the city guard? It's for um. What's the difficulty? There's. I found the palace guard lacking. And so I believe that it is time to look through the ranks of the Corvosan guard, the palace guard, the sable company, and find the people who I would feel most comfortable defending my palace. Just uh, rolling here. What's up? Oh, uh, just um, rolling a knowledge check for Damien uh, to see if he remembers um, yes, the answer is yes. Damien, Damien pipes up. Um, sorry. Uh, wouldn't it be better if you had a seneschal to work that out? I'm working on that as well. Okay. If I'm honest, I'm still holding out hope that, uh, Neolandis Kalapopoulos returns. It'd make things a lot easier. Where did he go? I'm afraid I don't know. Or at least I'm not at liberty to say what I do know. Hmm. All right. If I just say there are rumors. Yeah, we've And heard. they may make their way out to the streets. All right. What have you heard? Uh, well, we've we've heard a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, just <clears throat> rumors, like you've said, we've heard any, everything from the Seneschal got killed defending the king to the to the Seneschal is the reason the king got sick and he fled after the king died. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that he's... Uh, and... You know, so uh, we have no idea what's going on, and the populace doesn't either. And mm. um, I'll do respect uh, your royal highness. Um, I think a lot of the reason people out there are upset right now is because they have no idea what's going on. Yes. They they want answers. They want to know that even if. You don't know what's happening, that you're working on it, and if you're working on it, what you're doing to work on it. That's the difficulty. You you can't just be silent here in the castle and you're keep right. everything here. But what if the truth was worse? What do you mean? I know you've heard rumors about my husband's death. The official story going around is that he died of disease when he was old. People expected it. An advanced form of leprosy. Yes. Those were the symptoms. They accuse Neolandis. They accuse me. Even though I, I sat with him day and night trying to ease his pain. What reason would I have to hurt him? that I could sit in a dark hall receiving gifts from people that only want to control me. What's worse is I can't even tell people the truth. The panic would destroy what remains of Corvessa. Your Royal Highness, we have been working extensively with Guard Captain Cresta Croft, and 
in protecting the city in less than public ways. If you inform us of what's happening, we can help, and we will keep it secret. She continues to look out over the city. Yes, I think that would be good. In fact, that is why I called you here. Because I believe that you are possessed of skills that might make this easier. My husband was murdered. But these rioters, they're all looking for the wrong people. The clerics could do nothing for him. They thought, I thought, that there was some sort of punishment wreaked by the gods. But I've come to learn in recent days, it was jealousy. Three days ago, one of my servants came forward. She said she saw someone slipping something into Eadred's tea before he died. A painter named Trinia Sabor. She was commissioned by... Eadred's Chamberlain to paint his portrait but the long hours they spent together was not enough she wanted him to leave me and when Eadred for asthma guide his soul refused she sought vengeance she poisoned Eadred slipped something into his tea and unfortunately my servant was afraid to say anything before now I need justice, but I cannot work this unruly mob into further frenzy. I want to go to Cressida, but I worry that when word disseminates to the guards, the populace will learn of this treachery and panic. You have already done me a great service. Would you be able to see that this murderer is brought to justice? Absolutely. Very well. From what I have learned, she lives in Midland. 42 Moon Street. I don't know how long before word gets out. If the servant came to me, there's a good chance that she might have talked to other people. Well, we'll do what we can to deal with this as covertly and discreetly as possible. If you find her there, bring her here. I... I don't want Cressida. I don't want to risk further upheaval. Can I make an insight check sure. on that? Sense motive? Yeah, sense motive. Sorry. Uh, sense motive on why she doesn't want us to tell Cressida. Clack, clack, math rocks. Oh, I should say clack, clack, math rocks more often. That was a lucky incantation. Um... Unia. Low roll. Sense motive uh, aficionado did not roll particularly well, uh, but did roll over a 10 with a 16. Uh, Lenore um, got 20. Uh, Damien uh, got a 19. And Ophelia got a 20 as well. So um, 20 high. Uh and everyone aids, or two people aid, I guess. So 24? 24. You know what? What? You actually are able to get a read on her. Oh 
My F. 24, right? Yeah. Uh, I got a 22. <gasps> um, so her saying this, um, you get the feeling that for some reason she doesn't trust Cressida. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so she wants to bring this person in. Yeah. Uh, a little bit outside the law and that she's sort of asking you guys almost like, uh, like, like, like this is, this is not the procedure. Yeah. You know, the procedure yeah. would be, you go to the field marshal, you say, there's a criminal on the streets, get the guards after, after them. Mm. Uh, and then, um, the guards would go, go for it. Um, you get the feeling that she doesn't trust Cressida. Okay. I mean, valid. Or at least she doesn't trust Cressida to not even even through just going through normal bureaucracy. Yeah. Alert the people. Yeah. I, she did she did say, you know, I I'm afraid if this gets to the guards, um it'll get out to the public, but it seems the distrust goes a little bit deeper than that. Mm. I might might talk to Cress. See what the deal is. Not 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 tell her about this, but just be like, "Hey, is there is there anything going on with you and the queen? Did you ha- have you had an argument with the queen recently? Like, I imagine like the the whole Seneschal thing, like that Cressida won't just make this new guy, the, or won't, won't just make the um, a Sable Company guy the new Seneschal, um, and the queen wanting a Seneschal um, to help with security might be causing a little bit of friction, but if it's something else, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, all right. <laughs> Sorry for the clacking. I'm taking notes. My pen died again, and I couldn't find my backup, uh, so I'm just typing on the computer. Okay. Uh, um, all right. So. Well, we'll do whatever we can. Forty-two Moon Street. Forty-two Moon Street. Midland. Midland. You're looking for a painter named Trinia Sabor. Capture her. Bring her here. Once we have extracted a confession. Justice will be done. You can trust the cover of night. Excellent. Please. There's a party. Enjoy yourselves for the night. Oh, thank you. I'm going to. Damon's like, do we have to go back or can we, like, quietly leave... Ophelia already dragging him away. <laughs> okay, okay, I guess. Thank, thank you. Should I bow uh, actually, or something? Actually, she goes, as you guys are starting to go, and she goes, Oh, Lenore. Yeah, uh, yes, your royal highness. The rest of you may go. A moment of your time. All right. Um, uh, Ophelia's gonna drag Damien off uh, to uh, dance. You have to give me at least one dance. You're my <laughs> Date <laughs> and Unia, disappearing down the hall. Uh, and Unia, Unia is going to uh, just—they're not going to entirely leave. Um, they're going to kind of stand in the doorway, like a respectable distance away from the conversation, but just like making sure Lenore isn't mm-hmm, left alone. Mm-hmm. Um, Iliosa will cross to you, getting a bit closer. Just goes. This this elite group that I'm organizing, it requires very specific qualities. I will admit that I haven't seen you in battle, but I would like to offer you a formal invitation oh, to apply. I, I'm I'm honored. 
Um, thank you. You've done great things, and I assume that you will be able to do more. Wow. I, I am so, so incredibly flattered, um, uh, your royal highness. Um, thank you. It will not be easy. There will be trials. And sacrifice. But if you prove yourself worthy, you may stand by my side. Wow. Um, I'll strongly consider it. Thank you. Very well. Uh, yeah. And she actually pulls, like, pulls a, uh, from seemingly nowhere, this, uh, little invitation. Uh, Lenore will take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is silvery paper Ooh. with uh, crimson writing. Ooh. Uh, and it's basically inv- inviting you to apply to be a gray maiden. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, I've been having this weird feeling. This is, this is, this is meta. This is meta. Um, but, but with all the gray paper and stuff, I was like, this reminds me. Of, that there's a group called the Grey Maidens. The Grey Maidens are bad news. I don't know much about them, but I know they're bad news. Oh, boy. Oh, shit. <laughs> and with that, she goes, Now, please, get back to the party. Thanks. I'll, yeah. Um, Lenore tucks it into, like, the the bosom of her dress. <laughs> and um, and um, uh, uh, with that, you, you see that she sort of goes back toward looking over the city. And you see... Um, Sabina, like, sort of watches as you go. And uh, just as you're going, you can see Iliosa sort of, like, you know, she sort of shrinks a little bit after you have left. And you see Sabina go over to her, placing a hand on her back. Oh. Oh, boy. Well. Well, well, well. <laughs> well, 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 well. You want to roll sense motive? Yes! <laughs> that a sense motive on Sabina? Yeah! Um, I guess uh, it's, it's just Lenore and Unia. Because they're, 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 they're the only two here. Uh, let me get Damien and Ophelia's dice out of the tray. Clack, clack, math rocks. Did not work as well that time. That's okay. Uh... <laughs> Lenore did not roll particularly well. Uh, she got an eight, and Ophelia, not Ophelia, Unia, who is significantly better at sense motive, got a 19. I rolled another fucking two on die. So, um, yeah, yeah, when, when Sabina does that, you, you, you definitely get the feeling Sabina's, uh, Sabina's making moves. Oh, they fucking. <laughs> Actually, let me roll for Iliosa. See it. Uh, what did you get? 19. Yeah, you don't know about Iliosa. But uh, <laughs> you know that Sabina is like, Sabina's making moves. <laughs> <laughs> Good for her. Uh-huh. Look, she's single. Yeah, single and potentially, eventually ready to mingle. <laughs> you got to plant the seed early. <laughs> you just have to be there to comfort her through the grieving process, and then she will attach to you emotionally. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> Calm down, Machiavelli. Okay. Uh, so, with that, you return to the party. You have a 
good time, I guess. Yeah. Well, uh, Ophelia has a fan freaking tastic time. Anybody get drunk? Uh, Damien tries to get drunk to avoid having to dance. Uh. <laughs> Sorry, um, I'm just I need to guard the punch bowl to uh, make sure that nobody poisons it. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. So there you go. <laughs> just going to have a little a little bit more here. Yep. <laughs> Every time I drink, the room gets a little quieter, and that's nice. Okay. So, with that, the party goes on into the night. Eventually, you all stagger back. We dance while Corvosa burns. While Corvosa burns, yes. <laughs> and there you go. This concludes the Queen's Ball. Fascinating. Great maidens, huh? Mm-hmm. And we'll pick up next time. With the hunt for Trinia Sabor. Yes. Indeed. Very exciting. Clack, clack, math rocks. <laughs> So, Iliosa doesn't trust Cressida Croft. I wonder why. Hmm. Thank you for listening, and a huge shout out to Philip Melvin for allowing us to use his elegant and mysterious waltz, the Chronospheres of Dr. Genevieve Beaumont, as both Unia's dance and our outro for this week. Honestly, This song is so perfect for this campaign. When I set out to produce the show, this was almost exactly what I had in mind for the tone of it. A decadent waltz in which nobles sway as the world crumbles into dust. I am very happy that we get a chance to use it here. Please, if you like the song, or if you want other great campaign music for your games, check out Philip's Tabletop Music Bazaar. All of his work is incredibly produced, and much of it is available for free. Additionally, we featured some other great music this week. The song on the balcony was Conquistador by Sirenscape. It is available as part of the Edge of Anarchy soundscape. And Ophelia's dance was, of course, uh, as we mentioned in the show, Chopin's Two Waltzes in B Minor, a piece of music which we played as inspiration before Philip's Chronospheres existed. If you haven't yet, please follow us on Twitter at To Have and to Roll or on Tumblr, tohaventoroll.tumblr.com. You can also comment on episodes over on Podbean uh, through the Podbean app. So if you have anything you want to say to us per episode, you can do it there. We've been having some fun conversations over in those comments. So join in and feel free to ask us any questions on any of these channels. I'm also glad uh, to have a special treat sometime this week. I'm headed back to my day job next week. And so I've used this last week of free time to build Castle Corvosa in Minecraft. Uh, I will be posting a walkthrough of the build as soon as I put a few necessary touches on it. The build is at a two-to-one scale to allow for some better circular structures, and I look forward to sharing it with you. Until then, have a great week, and we'll see you next time. (laughs) 
let's see if anybody goes out the window when I move all your tokens to the <gasps> throne room. Defenestrate the guests. <laughs> I'm looking at references for green suits to send you one, and there's definitely a fine <laughs> line between like nice green suit and, and St. Patrick's I, Day Parade. And St. Patrick's Day Parade, and then also I am the Riddler. <laughs> I am the Riddler. So not quite so we're going not quite Riddler. More like Oh gosh. There's so in, in GTA five, uh Franklin's color palette is mostly uh green. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking sort of the green that he uses, which is kind of like an olive. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you're just getting morph suits, aren't you? Yeah, I'm just getting morph suits. Um, uh, anyway. <laughs> the the fan clubs are always fighting. Yeah, fan clubs, they fucking hate each other sometimes. It's like, like Star Wars versus Star Trek. And people, yeah. you know, the people who make them are just like, we're... We're making. We're just we like making, both, actually. Yeah, we're just making movies. We're having JJ a good time. JJ Abrams just sitting here, like, hi, hi. Uh, I can make both. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody just goes, "Can you?" 